What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, it feels good to be back. Episode 46 of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Man, it feels good to be accomplishing so much over this year, man. It's been a crazy year. Yeah, yeah it seriously has. Year. We really worked our way Actually, up. I'm back. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I had to take a little aspirin. Yeah. I got yeah. a little too sick. I mean, that's what happens <laughs> way, this time way of year. Sick. Like, that's seriously, true. The like, weather's crazy. Yeah, Latte's not oh, yeah. here today because uh, oh, yeah. she's I got brought a little my own bug little going out. Tissue so I can <laughs> yeah. with it. See? That's true. We're, yeah. down, we're down some people, but I mean... Yeah. That's crazy. Seventy degrees one day, yeah. fifty the next. It makes no sense. Can't, it can't, sciences sense. can't handle right. that. Stuff. Yeah, so South Mississippi weather right. makes no sense. Almost as crazy as everything happening in the industry. Yeah, seriously. Almost. Yeah, but let's talk about the industry with some uh, industry news. Netflix, because how can we have a show? How can we can't? Yeah, Netflix <laughs> always there. Exactly, exactly. But guys, they are the reasoning behind all the Netflix Marvel shows being canceled. All the no, they can't be the reason. Yeah, they are Daredevil, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage, oh. all because of Netflix. All Netflix made the decision yep. to cancel it. Not anybody else. Not Disney. Not Netflix made the decision. Yep. And I'm sure that after the current season of Punisher airs and the current season of Jessica Jones, they will also they will be, be biting the dust. Yeah. And um, it's really weird because they also just. You know, released some numbers, and apparently Daredevil was one of the most watched shows on Netflix yeah. this season by a landslide. There's a huge campaign they, on Twitter, yeah, like already huge campaign yeah. saved Daredevil, and they huge. but they deleted it anyway. Yeah, so I mean, they deleted it, they canceled it anyway. Yeah, and um, not as we know, people are not happy about this. Yeah, uh, not the stars of the show, not the showrunners of the show, not the fans. Nobody, yeah. was really happy about this. Um, but Disney was quick. They came out this week, like you said, and they. They wanted to make sure that everybody knew it was not them. Yeah. It was not them. There's some bad news involved with this, too, though. And we'll preface it by we ran a poll today uh, to ask if people wanted to see all of these shows that have been canceled by Netflix come back onto the Disney Plus and or Hulu you know, have Disney move them over and 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 uh, start them up again, and overwhelmingly, eighty one percent to nineteen percent, yes, they want them to come back on Disney or Hulu. Yeah, and it's great. Almost ten thousand votes. So thanks, guys. That was huge. Almost ten thousand votes on that. Yeah, and uh, like I said, eighty one. So it's there's there's demand for yeah. it. Everybody wants them. Now the bad news. Apparently, part of the contract deal with Netflix was with Marvel, and I don't know who negotiated this and who was dumb enough at Marvel, and I'm going to say it, dumb enough at Marvel, <laughs> to agree to it. Unfortunately, guys, uh, we're not going to see those characters again for at least two years. Even if Disney decides to pick them up and, and carry on with the shows, they can't do it because there's a clause in the contract that says that once they're done on Netflix, they can't appear anywhere in any form, any time for two years. Yeah. Wasn't somebody teasing something, though, on Twitter? Like somebody from Disney? Somebody from Disney said that yeah. the possibility of them showing up on Disney is it that indeed is a possibility and would likely happen but yeah. we know that that can't happen for 2 years so now the question is we were talking about this because Netflix also recently said they want to make like a gazillion original movies <laughs> right, a year yeah just kidding 9 what did what did they say I think 90 it was 90 90 yeah. original films a year that is their vary goal from ranges to like up to 200 million yeah, or something like that 200 million dollar budgets so they're going to need some money yeah 
So my question is, is Disney willing to pony up and maybe work out something with yeah. Netflix to buy out that whole two-year exactly. bullshit? Just give them some money, say, let's end that two-year wait bullshit. Because, I mean, if anybody has the money, it's going to be Disney. It's going to be Disney, <laughs> so. who, what they recently just said, they've made over 11 billion dollars this year at the box office alone worldwide almost seven billion here domestically over 11 billion they have a little bit of money yeah i'm just saying but i mean if they prove they can break bread like that could be huge for the entertainment industry in general i mean like but it's enemies and yeah but 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 if there's compromise any way i can hurt them i will even if it hurts me more i'm gonna get them but Netflix understands the viability of working out deals, hence exactly. with friends. Mm-hmm. You know, AT&T Time Warner's yeah. an enemy also, but they worked out that deal with Warner yeah. to, to keep friends. I think exactly. that they can work out a little deal with Disney. And I mean, come on, out of that $11 billion worldwide, you know, almost half of it came from two Marvel movies. Yeah. Two Marvel, Black Panther and Avengers. Yeah. The Marvel characters are valuable to Disney, and I think they'll pay to get them to be able to use them. So yeah. we'll keep our eyes on that. Hell yeah. Speaking of box office and Netflix. And Netflix. <laughs> a new study came out that showed that while Netflix is booming and everybody loves streaming and they like their, I want it now, I want to binge, 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 binge. It's not affecting the box yeah. office, apparently, at all. This was a huge conversation when we first started the podcast. We had a lot of conversation about whether the theater would die off uh, later down the line because of streaming services. And we talked about how it's about the experience. And, and I mean, it shows. It's about the experience of going to a theater and watching you, a movie. Weren't they trying to also blame Netflix for it, too? It's like, well, oh, we're having such a hard time because of Netflix. Like well, they were trying I, to corner I, Netflix. I think, I think both are correct. I think that while Netflix may not be killing the theaters, you have seen, in my opinion, and, and I think it, it, it's the right one, that it, you've seen a push by all the major studios to focus solely on tentpole films, yeah. blockbuster films. Yeah. They're going for their franchises. When's the last yeah. time you really saw an artsy kind of like, and eh, not too much money film? They're focusing on their Avengers. Yeah. They're focusing on Star Wars. They're focusing <laughs> on Mission Impossible yeah. and all these huge, giant tentpole movies yeah. because like J-Lo just said, it's about experience. Those are the movies you don't want to stream on Netflix. You right. want to see that shit in the theater. Exactly. So I think while Netflix might not be forcing the closure of theaters, they are forcing the, the- uh, studio's hands to make big yeah. blockbuster films. Yeah. And so... And even in that sense, they can get some of those big blockbuster films like Mowgli. That was a Warner right. Brothers, and now it came, just came out on Netflix. So. Right. And, I mean, that's what they said. They said some of these 90 movies, pre- $200 million-plus budgets. Yeah. So apparently Netflix, and we know, recently bought two studios. Yeah. So they're and, planning uh, on making their own Mexico. blockbuster films. Yeah. So. Ugh. Crazy, but man. also theaters has retooled themselves a little bit by going with like these more luxury luxury seats, yeah. upping costs like yeah. across the board. The cost at the concession has gone up. The ticket prices themselves yeah. so have gone up. It's really kind of a give and take. What Netflix and the, the other streaming services are focused on making, if you will, their blockbuster tentpole yeah. movies, while the movie theaters and the studios are focusing on making the theater experience more like you're sitting at home yeah. in yes. your comfy recliner. Yeah, and like, the, you know, So I think it's a give and take. They're both trying yeah. to figure out where that happy medium is yeah. so that people can see it in whatever kind of exactly. comfort they want to see it in. I mean, I but, in the theater in a, a while. I mean, yeah. I went in there when they first installed those luxury seats, mm-hmm. but I was on front row, so mm-hmm. it wasn't that enjoyable. Yeah. But last night, 
That was really nice. Having my feet uh, kicked yeah. back the whole movie. Yeah. They are even trying with having an app. So if you come in early enough and get your food, mm-hmm. you can sit down and start shooting things coming. Yeah, you yeah. Can play yeah. at the game. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a different experience what they're trying to do and trying to bring right. in. It's trying to retool it. Yeah. So I don't know if that's necessarily like, oh, it's Netflix was going to kill it. And like you were saying, it's just, it's just, it's They're a both retooling, yeah. yeah. It's and retooling I think, on both sides. But I'm okay with that because, like I said, you know, I don't want to watch Aquaman on Netflix. Yeah, I want to watch exactly. it in the theater. I want to feel like exactly. I'm in the action and part yeah. of it. And I don't care how great your home system is, yeah, it's not like that. Exactly. So, Unless you have like a 15 seater home theater. Theater with, like, a, yeah, yeah, with a with surround, surround sound. sound and, like, yeah, yeah, your laser projection. I mean, it's not the same. Exactly. exactly. So, so, I mean. It is what it is. I'm I'm happy to see that the experience is evolving, though. Exactly. Because yeah. I like that. Agreed. I like the more comfy. Well, experience. look, if I'm going to pay eighteen dollars for a ticket, I want a comfortable seat. And yeah, some hell yeah. Fucking food. Exactly. Well, like, I mean, <laughs> real food. Because now they're starting to introduce yeah, real food and beer and, and like wine. Yeah, and beer yeah. and wine and like you know. Well, we have a topic that we haven't approached or haven't come back onto the uh, new side of the podcast. What about StubHub? Not StubHub. Whoops. Um, that movie pass. Oh, yeah, movie, movie pass. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's dead, pass. but movies are they that was a lot of banking that movie theaters yeah. made off of movie pass. Yeah. So how much of that number is also increased sales? It's like that's a that's an excellent point and one that we will, I guess, be talking about next year on the shows next year because they did prove that Movie Pass did increase attendance yep. this year. So without Movie Pass anymore, because I mean, it'll be interesting to see yeah. if the if the attendance numbers go down. Yeah, seriously. I mean that that'll be yeah interesting. I mean, to see. kind of like an economic shot in the arm for theaters a little bit. I think it. I think it was. It just unfortunately Movie Pass couldn't figure out how to make it an economic shot for them. Exactly. But but it did increase. They did prove, and nobody disputed it. Did increase attendance at yeah. the theaters. So what impact that will have moving forward without those, we'll see. And yeah. now theaters I mean, have the idea of having their own service yeah. which many like, of them have started yeah, so. yeah exactly it's a great point chris we'll exactly. see yeah let's see what happens but sticking with netflix people seem to really be enjoying chilling adventures of sabrina they just released chilling? that chilling chill, chilling chilling <laughs> adventures of sabrina they just released that uh christmas episode and apparently it did really well because it just got 16 more episodes right so it's like two seasons now but they're going to release them in part so it's going to be part three and four so basically there's like so yeah. much content yeah now. i mean season two hasn't even finished they've already announced they're going to push out more for three and four and exactly they haven't even finished like filming it yet so yeah you're seeing this a lot more often where they announce like they just did that with uh agents of shield they hadn't even finished the current season and yeah. they announced and the current season was on the bubble yeah and yet they announced no no it's coming yeah. in we're giving you season six or yeah. whatever like what but I mean I don't know why they keep That's doing so well the, and and with the Titans the Titans yeah, yeah like it hasn't even come out yet no and they and already renewed they, it for season two and yeah. three apparently I, I think they did that with the Connors as well like I, what is up with that I don't That's know like, man you should like really see if it can main now, yeah for, I don't know, in, there's in a the, lot of shows that they they get a I mean you get a good if you have the numbers on one season yeah they still continue because they could still cancel yeah. out at one point or I, they just try to like. I don't know. Predict the excitement, I guess. I guess. And it's, eh. I guess. Yeah. But, but I mean, I guess Tavia will be happy about that. She liked that show. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I gave it a little bit more of an opportunity after we had that conversation. And I mean, it was okay, but not enough for me to want to keep watching it. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll admit it was okay, but eh, I still didn't want to watch it. 
yeah. And but, gave it a chance yet. I, I mean, I was about to watch an episode, but then kind of fall asleep before yeah. I even started the episode. So. Yeah, That's, I mean. Okay, and speaking of, since we've said all about Netflix, Marvel. Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. Yeah, Marvel uh, and Netflix. Yep. And which Marvel we all know is Disney, and that battle continues. Uh, always. Because uh, Netflix has stolen away uh, Channing Dungey from yeah. Disney. This is a big one. Um, this is a big one. She was a big-time uh, executive at Disney in charge of production, and a lot of people thought thought maybe down the line a potential successor for Iger. Yeah. Um at least number two. At least a number two. And uh but no, she's gone and uh Netflix, surprise, surprise, yeah. has picked her up. She's gonna be the vice president of original content reporting directly under Ted Sarandos. Um I mean ABC Entertainment president for fifteen years. Yeah, that's insane. Think about the hits that ABC has had on its lineup for the past 15 years. Yeah. That's her. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that was a big loss. And yeah, I there's admitted There's a lot that. of great shows that were also canned yeah. way too early. Yeah. Too yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, with this Disney 21st century. I was about to say, was she the victim of a merger? Uh, well, yes and no. Her position wasn't going to be eliminated, but she just felt like the time was right because yeah. she could do better as a free agent. I mean, there you but, go. Uh, because. After this merger, Disney lost all of its high-end executive right. um, of diversity. Yeah. Like, they don't have a... They're all white now. Yeah. And they made that point. They said they're going to have to go out and recruit, yeah. you know, people because basically everybody of diversity, like, of color and... They left. Yeah. They decided to become free agents and or were being cut because That's of the merger. Insane. And Netflix and all the other people are picking them up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Look, she... That's real crazy. She is a very talented woman. Even yeah. Iger said that. He yeah. wishes her the best of luck because she's extremely talented and she deserves whatever she gets. Yeah. And he was happy for her, but he admitted it was a loss. I mean, mm. so that I, that battle is just going to yeah. keep going and it going. It really is. I mean... But, I mean, we... As we just talked about them wanting to spend all that money for original content. I mean, at least they're trying to make the right moves to get that original content like available. It, it's true. I mean, she's she's a smart woman who has a, a yeah. strong eye and feel for the television yeah. market. So I think she's she's going to because I'm not going to lie. Their their original television is pretty good. I'm not yeah, like no, it, it's, it's top notch. But it, their original film it needs some work. Like it does. It, like there, there's a handful that are good, mm -hmm. but it really does. It well, and that's going to be the interesting thing because they just say VP of original content. Yeah, is exactly. that all original content? Yeah, what is, is she it doing? Be all just TV? Content. Is it going to be like series or yeah. is it going to be movies also? Yeah, because uh, Scott Stuber is the movie guy. Yeah, you know the original movie guy. Yeah. So. I, we don't. I don't know how yeah. that's going to play out. They're they're finding a better formula with having episodic stuff. Um, yeah. I agree, but they're wholeheartedly moving full forward in film, film, film. Yeah, also, so especially with the t those studios being bought. Yeah, so. it, it's going to be interesting because she is brilliant, and if they pump out a couple two hundred million plus under Scott, and they don't do well, yeah, is is Dungey going to get it? Yeah, I, I'm just saying. Exactly. I'm just saying. She's she's. A really and okay, so we we talk about this all the time too. We what for a year now we've been saying we think the ultimate battle is going to come down between Disney and Netflix yeah. for ultimate dominance of Hollywood. Yeah, but you can't count out the other players. You can't. can't. And Apple just announced 
The Peanuts, man. Yeah. Snoopy. This is interesting. This is interesting. They entered into a deal with DHX, who owns uh, 49% of the the Peanuts, along yeah. with the Schultz family and Sony. Yeah. Um, they've entered into a deal for future projects, including shorts, new series, and um, film projects. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, Apple has made i mean all of them netflix you know they just announced a bunch of moves too they're all like heavily investing in children's programming yeah um seems to be the big move what, what we talked about this a couple weeks ago uh kevin hart doing animated stuff for netflix or what yeah it um, was uh, for nickelodeon for nickelodeon yeah. yeah and so they're all kind of everybody's kind of making this push into the for, kids uh, stuff. when it says the educational shorts it just reminds me of like i'm just a bill yes that, like are yeah. they gonna be making like that type oh my of God. stuff well, like, yeah well you they, know? they've made a few educational like they had just... there, i mean the one that they keep pushing out i guess the first one i guess it's already in development is astronaut snoopy yeah which is gonna be inter anyway yeah the educational shorts are gonna be stem related yeah. so science and technology yeah. and they're gonna be exclusive to apple which i guess is gonna distribute yeah. to classrooms that's cool which is that's part of yeah. the deal so that's really cool and i mean i i well, we were talking earlier, that. this seems like more of the newer stuff. doesn't seem as it the is. older stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, the, like, the wording of this deal very specifically says new series and shorts and content. Uh, so it leaves up in the air. I don't know if we're going to see a Charlie Brown Christmas or all of the beloved holiday, right, holiday like classics, classics on Apple. I don't think so, because yeah. I'm pretty sure that ABC still holds the rights to air those for an and extended more, period yeah, of time. That would also mean that they, they would be on the Disney Plus platform, probably to stream. Yeah. Uh, potentially, yeah. So, But let's remember, uh, you know, Iger is on the board of Apple, and they're all yeah. tight buddies, so, so who I knows mean, how that's going to all play out. Or it's like, um, oh, you get it for a few months, and I get it for a few months. Yeah, right. Like yeah. Exactly. And like, quickly, before we leave all this, because um, we got so much to... Like, I, I want to say that we can't... I don't want to rule out Facebook either. Yeah. I watched, um, started watching um, Sorry for Your Loss, a Facebook watch original starring Elizabeth Olsen. Solid. Yeah. It's a phenomenal cast. The writing yeah. is really good and the production value is really high. Yeah. Um, uh, in fact, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, Miles Morales there, or you might know him from the get down. Um, uh, He's he's in it. Uh, the star of that is Sh in it. Shamik Moore or yeah, something like yeah. that. He stars in it along with Elizabeth Olsen. And um, a lot of people, a lot, huge. The mom from uh, Jessica Jones recently. Yeah. And um, who was the one from uh, Star Wars, the recent Star Wars film, the um, Oriental uh, girl. I can't think uh, of her name. I wish I knew their names. But yeah. anyway, it's a phenomenal A-list cast. And the show is actually really good. And Facebook got money. Yeah. So, I mean, they're all kind of, yeah. I don't know, just the future yeah. all of these people pushing into it yeah i like that jada pickett smith the uh, series the round table red round table or whatever yeah it's pretty cool yeah facebook i mean that you can't rule them out they, exactly. they're playing so uh, yeah and i mean before we leave off of apple they uh they also signed a overall tv deal with one of the fast and furious directors justin lynn so that'd be pretty interesting to see if it's going to be like a hawaii 50 like burn notice something like action tv yeah. Related, so yeah, that I mean, is going to be on the top of Facebook news. Though they're getting sued again. The yeah, we made that joke earlier about how they're pumping out all these new original programmings and shows, but you know they keep getting sued. They're not going to have money. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, stop the, giving out information. Yeah, like apparently but, they gave. Well, this uh, one was more about the Analytica. So yeah, the, all the yeah. testimony of Mark going up there and testifying. Yeah, and the uh, when they stopped Mark and went. 
No, we're going to oh, send on. someone else to yeah. testify. Okay, but I, I, on a quick note with that, and then we can move on, I just want to say personal responsibility, people. Seriously. Personal responsibility, okay? While Facebook might have all of these apps, they offer apps on, on Facebook, you have to click on the app and give permission for them to give your stuff. How many times if, oh, see what your aura color is, or right, see what like, superhero you'd be, it says allow access to your yeah, photos exactly. and friends. and co- You click yes to find out what your fucking color yeah. is that's on you if your information ends up over god knows where that's on you not yeah. on facebook facebook might have put the app on there exactly. but you said yes exactly it's about personal responsibility yeah. i think all these little cheesy lawsuits yeah. are ridiculous you clicked yes exactly that's yeah. on you well, that's for anything if you put yourself we, out on the internet exactly. like that's all know, it is uh, me and dustin we didn't get hit with the analytica did you get i don't believe so i don't think anybody in the podcast got yeah. hit with that yeah. Yeah. none of our information got got spilt out yeah. there right. because I don't click on those apps. No, I, I go through and Facebook I mean, and make my posts yeah, and do this and that, exactly. but I'm not clicking on see my horoscope. Yeah, exactly. When I see not, friends doing that, it's yeah. like, oh, well, I'm going to silence you for six months. Right. brings up a really good point, though. In this, this day and, and age, and I think anybody has learned this by now, I would hope, once something's on the internet, it's on the internet. Exactly. If it's you don't want you do. it on the internet, don't ever put yourself on it or in it exactly. or near it because... It will be on, and somebody else is going to get it, and then somebody else is going to get it, and somebody else is going to get it, and there's no way to ever fully successfully remove it. It's like, hey, if you volunteered, that is what it is. If you volunteer to put your picture up, if you volunteer to play a game, if you volunteer to say your age, if you volunteer, whatever the case may be, if you did it, and it's out there, you can't change your mind. Exactly. (laughs) It's just how that is. is. I mean. But it's hard to tell more younger people. No, yeah, it is. I mean, it's hard to tell them to explain that yeah. saying, look, you put yourself out there, yeah. it's going to be out there. Someone else can people. get a screen capture of it, or some website can have a way back yeah. machine. Yeah. yeah. There's ways of retrieving stuff out there. It's, yeah. It is what it is. It is. Know? It really is. All right. Speaking of uh, some fun stuff. Uh, yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> As we're back on it. Yeah. Sorry. So, oh, you know what? We should bring uh, the one that's down here up under this. Let's do it. You know, um, we've got good news. And bad news for <laughs> yes. CBS. Yes. Well, I mean, the good news could be bad news, too. We don't know. But um, I think, though, okay, <laughs> let's just say it. Mom, if you're a fan of Mom, yeah. the sitcom Mom on CBS, Allison Janney and Anna Ferris, the two stars, they want new deals. Yeah. Uh, it ended last year's season as the third highest rated show on CBS. It's well um, worth it. Well, well worth it. Okay. And everybody knows this is Big Bang Theory's last season. Mm -hmm. Okay, so likely Mom will step up to number two, probably number one as the highest rated show on CBS. Exactly. Especially as a comedy, because I feel like, I mean, I haven't watched it, but isn't Young Sheldon not really a comedy? Yeah, it's it's kind of, yeah, a mix, like a dramedy type, you know? Yeah, especially in the comedy slot. Yeah, Mom is kicking ass, and it has kicked ass ever since it's been on, Yeah, and they want raises. Yeah, And I was shocked, I'll be honest, I was shocked when I read this, that that they're making less than 200000 an episode. Like what? Allison Janney? Allison Janney? Which has won an Oscar. And and how many Emmy nominations is that for West Wing? Exactly. her her street cred, if you will, for West Wing alone should have netted more than <laughs> yeah, two hundred thousand an episode for Mom. And then you win the Oscar. Yeah. It's like hello. So I'm saying CBS, 
Give them the money. Seriously. Be smart. Give them the money. They both deserve exactly. it. You do not want to lose that caliber of a show. Yeah, or yeah that you have a cast. you have a really funny show, and it has a lot of heart and a lot of really good behind. Exactly. Right. My, my mom loves mom. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 it scores really well in the female demographic. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Um, and here's the good news, if you will. They can afford to pay them more exactly. because they Take announced this that chunk. they're not going to give $120 million severance pay yeah. to Les Moonves. Because <laughs> surprise, the investigation concluded that he did indeed do all the douchebaggery. Um, and and they're not, they do have reason to fire with cause. Um, Les who apparently just can't get it through his head to walk away, immediately no. filed a lawsuit countering, saying that it was biased and not with cause, and he still deserves 120. Here's my opinion. Les, move on. It is what you it is, should buddy. be sitting next to Harvey Weinstein facing criminal charges. Exactly. But you're not, so move on. You're already worth tens of millions yeah. of dollars. All you're doing is putting Julie, who has stood by your side through all of this crap, God bless her soul, and your kid through more shit. Seriously. You don't need the $120 million less. Move on. Go away and be lucky you're not in jail. Yeah. Okay? Exactly. That, that's, I like mean. Like he had girls well, I mean, on they're getting call. ready. CBS yeah. Is, yeah. has hired a team. They, they're they getting ready for legal sure, they, they, yeah, to come yeah. back. They be- were, the whole time, like when the investigation was wrapping up, they had the, the information and went, Let's get ready because we're going to get a lawsuit. Yeah. But but look, under Les Moonves, okay, and it's we're not just talking about all Les's douchebaggery. No. Under Les's management as the a head whole of bunch CBS, of people at CBS, you're talking about uh, Charlie Rose going down, mm-hmm. other lesser known executives going down. Now the recent stuff with Michael Weatherly exactly. going down. There, in in fact, the investigation's wording specifically says a culture of inappropriate behavior yeah. under his leadership. It's insane. So. And of course, they all got away with it and did things, and they were having to pay settlements left and right because it was coming from the top exactly. down with Les. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and keep in mind, Les never said he didn't. He just said it was all consensual. Exactly. Which really, yeah, come really. On now. But, well, the only the only point I was saying is, what's in his contract to say? Can they get rid of him on that basis? Yes, it, right. and that's not why, have to That's pay why out. this investigation okay. was launched. It's, I was just making if, sure. If they could prove that there was cause to fire him, they could get rid of him without having to pay the severance. And apparently the investigation showed there was cause. Yeah. Then why is he being so... Oh, about to use a word I don't want to use. Um, retarded. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, on well, firing like, a suit back. Look, it's like, exactly. you know your contract is this. You can't just sit there and go back and like, I want the money. Unfortunately, because he is an extremely talented visionary, yeah. and he had, he turned CBS around, made it the most watched network, and basically took it out of third place obscurity. Yeah, CBS into All the Access. Juggernaut. Yeah. yeah, turned it into the juggernaut that it is. Successfully launched, like you said, CBS All Access. Did all these amazing things. But you can be the most talented, visionary guy in the world. It doesn't mean you're not a scumbag. And yeah. apparently he's a scumbag. It is what it is. So yeah. it is what it is. And while it's unfortunate for CBS... It's the right move for CBS, and they need to, like I say, he just needs to move on. Exactly. Speaking of, real quick, I did see an article uh, today that it's, it looks like the the criminal case against Weinstein is falling apart. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we keep seeing every other week that yeah. another well, charge, charge is being dismissed yeah. and another charge is being dropped. Apparently, this thing is not going well yeah. for the prosecutors. Yeah. What that says... I don't know. I, I mean, that's either that's—it's it's more of—it's more of what happens in that situation. It's hard in that to 
prove whether someone did or did not yeah, rape somebody. Yeah, I mean, somebody. unfortunately, I think the Me Too movement it is one of those... It's really tough because... Do you think it's clouding the water too much? It comes down to a he said, she said. Yeah. And it yeah. is almost impossible unless yeah. there's yeah. like physical video yeah. proof of it. He said, she said is an impossible game yeah. to try to prove in court. And I feel so bad for the victims yeah. because you yeah. can just tell that they are being sincere and exactly. this really happened. But unfortunately, exactly, it's a it's a tough... And then on the flip side, there are a lot of people taking advantage. Yeah. Throwing out accusations they know ain't exactly. true. You know, so I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Uh, it know. really That's is. A, it is. And it's the whole side of that in, in, a, in an abuse situation. It's yeah. hard to prove the abuse it's hard to disprove the abuse. Right, yeah. Because someone who's getting false accusations usually goes down fairly badly. Like, yeah. you have the lacrosse team, yeah. you have this right. football team, and they they got blamed. Yeah. And they all got ki- kicked out of school. Yeah. And they found out, oh, it's all a big lie, feel... and here's video proof of yeah. her doing this. But then you have a situation where Harvey, he didn't... There's no video proof. He kind of forced yeah. his way, and... Yeah, a lot of innuendo and a lot of people that say without going on the record that it yeah. did happen and they were exactly. aware of it. But they, but that's that's hearsay, and hearsay yeah. is not admissible in no. court. You gotta have the. Unfortunately, though, for the real victims, I think that the false victims, the people that put stuff out there wrongly, cloud the water way too yeah, much. Yeah, for for the actual victims, like yeah. this, like um. Julie Andrews' granddaughter yeah. there, like throwing out her claim against Dak Shepard, yeah. a fellow podcaster Dak there, yeah. uh, you know, trying to claim that he was cheating on Kristen yeah. Bell and everything. And to his credit, he immediately came out and said, yeah, that's me in the picture. I yeah. am like, kissing her and doing all that. But it's 13 years old, not yeah. nine years old. Yeah. That was before I was with Kristen mm. and she's full of shit. Yeah. Wow. And, and he pointed out, he said, she's also sold cheating stories about... Uh, um, Several dozen other actors, oh, shit. you know, to the Inquirer. Yeah. And he listed all of them. Wow. And he's like, so she's known for yeah, popping up this. in pictures and kissing on these guys wow. and then claiming they're cheating on their spouses wow. for money. So this bitch. there was also um, the um, person from Talking Dead. Yeah, yeah, Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Chris right. Hardwick. He I who mean, was really kind of proven. I think that wasn't true. Yeah. So I mean, that was a whole um, investigation. And he hide came back. from that '70s show. I can't think of his name. Uh, Danny sure. Masterson. Danny Masterson getting kicked off of Netflix, and that stuff turned out to be the untrue? ranch. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they left his story un un or open. So I mean, they quote unquote killed off his character but they never found the body yeah so. masterson's uh. an inter- interesting case yeah there's because a, there's like rape allegations oh against yeah them. from way back yeah. and apparently there's a pattern of so while maybe they couldn't prove or kind of disprove this current allegation there's still that past stuff that's yeah. out there which yeah who knows i mean exactly and more douchebags jeffrey rush is the latest guy to get accused of sexual misconduct uh, he was accused of exposing himself and like trying to look at um, the orange of the new black star, uh, Yale, Yale Stone. I don't know how yeah, to say yeah. her name. Uh, while they were on set of a movie like in 2007 or something like that. So, 
ah, I just hate people, man. Like, I don't understand. What, what makes you think you Why can are just you so whip out creepy? your junk in front yeah. of somebody and just like, exactly. that's okay. And he made a statement. He came out and said, oh, sh- I'm sorry she took it that way. You know, the stupid, lame-ass fucking... Excuse. Uh, yeah. Like, how else do you yeah, take that? Yeah, exactly. Is there, is, there, is there a good way to exactly. take somebody whipping their dick out in front of you without exactly. permission? Like, it's uh, I, oh my God, It's man. awful. It, it's really awful. There, there is not. Did y'all report? On, did we report on um, when uh, Louis C.K. came back on? And yeah, glad he came back on. And I mean, yeah, it's another another person reviews. just whipping it out. Yeah. It's just, Terrible situation. There, there is no wrong way, right way to take that. Yeah. There, there no. is just one way to take that. Yeah, seriously, so. exactly. <sighs> well, I mean, I mean, if we're sticking with douchebaggery, um, the Boston Sympathy Symphony Orchestra. Orchestra yep just is getting sued by one of its flute players, Elizabeth Rao, for gender pay gap. Sources say that the pay gap is around $70,000. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. What the hell? Like, it's, oh my goodness. It's, it shows that it's happening everywhere in all sorts of parts of the industry. Yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't and, expect it there, though. Yeah. Because there's a, in, especially in, a, in smaller instruments or in instruments yeah. overall and a lot of orchestras, there's a lot more, I think, female demographic. Yeah. There's a lot more talent. But maybe they're behind field. on the times. I, 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 yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Look, like, I would never think you think they'd be that more right? progressive in yeah. Boston. Orchestra. Home of NPR, yeah, right. Orchestra is and and this type of a, a of a music venue format, if you will, is competitive as shit already. You know, they yeah. judge you by chair, first exactly. chair, second chair, third yeah. chair, and that's based on like talent. Yeah, like first chair, you're the badass exactly. be all, and every chair after that yeah, is like you're, well, like you're lower, almost lower, good, yeah. So so. Okay, and, and I, if I take some heat, leave some comments, you know, shoot at me on Twitter, whatever, do whatever you got to do. But we make mistakes why, too. This is why I am not for if the term pay equality. Yeah, like you're right, women shouldn't be paid less than men. Yeah. But here's how you eliminate that problem. Pay for worth. Exactly. Pay for worth. Don't pay somebody because they're a man or because they're a woman or pay them equally because they're a man or a woman. Just pay for the best person. Exactly. Like That's how you eliminate that problem. The best person for the job. The best person for the job. In situations, what happens is that we... Sometimes male, we go out there and we we go for... We want bigger checks. We want more money. We want this. And in some situations, females aren't seeking that yeah and that's where they have the issue it's it's more of and that's what here's where the argument is being is that we're aggressively seeking something while more females are more passively trying to just wanting to get that same raise Mm -hmm. but not getting it because they're not seeking for it and trying to prove themselves in a market they're just trying to work unfortunately though i mean i don't disagree with you on that but i think it's because Unlike for a man who aggressively goes after a raise or, or does whatever, he's considered a go-getter. And, yeah. you know, oh, this guy, he's working yeah. for his future. If a woman aggressively she's goes after a raise, a she's a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's and that's unfair. The, that's that, I mean, and, and that could there. be the double standard yeah. that keeps women from aggressively exactly. going after, you know, and... and 
Again, you can eliminate this whole problem by just paying people for what they do. Exactly. The best person should get the most money. Yes. And the most the least qualified, horrible person either shouldn't have a job yeah. or should get the least exactly. amount of money. Why is that a thing? Like, I don't give a shit what race you are. I don't give a shit what gender you are. Exactly. What your sexual preference. I don't give a shit about any. Are you the most skilled exactly. person? Are you the best for the job? Then exactly. I'm going to give you the most money. Exactly. I don't give a shit what you are exactly like, that's the way it should be and you eliminate all this equality like, problem you're not I supposed mean, to be the boss if you never show up to work exactly <laughs> like I mean, i'm you just get, saying it, it's forget all this pay gap shit yeah pay the best get rid of the rest exactly that's yeah. how it, it should it's, work that's how simple it should be and if you have a whole a whole company full of women because they're all the best great yeah you have exactly. a whole company full of men because they were all the best great I, it should what just it be what it, i mean exactly that's the, the thing based that's on the skill. perfect world it, 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 it exactly but Again, and and, and and it just takes one person secretly having an agenda. Yeah, and that's Which that's the problem. Many that's what happens a lot of times. I mean, a lot yeah. of companies get hurt by like one boss yeah. having well, a slight agenda uh, you know, somewhere. Uh, let's go beyond just male, female, or whatever. Look how many people make advancements at work because they kiss ass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? A brown They're noser. willing to suck yeah. up or kiss ass to do whatever it takes to get ahead while somebody more qualified or more skilled is denied because they don't like them. Exactly. Because they won't kiss their ass. Exactly. So, I mean, that goes on in industry a every lot. single Definitely. day. And where where's the righteousness in that? Exactly. But it happens every day. So, no, so you know, stupid. if you I mean, get brown denied, nosers and people who take credit for it, right? Like, oh my gosh, you work hard awful. on like, this project. We've, yeah. we've, oh, all, we've all we've all been it. there. Yeah, seriously. and I'm it's sorry, like you but... work so hard on this project, and you finally get up there, and you're like, oh no, a Jeff did it. Yeah. yeah. Like, Who's Jeff? But if you're denied fuck? advancement in employment or towards your career goals because you have a different opinion than yeah. somebody else and they don't like it, it's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's 100. Yeah. I mean, ridiculous. That, yeah. that's yeah. the whole beauty of this country, right? Exactly. Is to have opposing opinions exactly. and to have debate and dialogue. Or, I mean, if you know how to spell or know how not how to spell yeah, or right. know how to put or, things or in the, or or like, grammar yeah. or like you I know, mean, I don't what does that you, matter? Well, it's like look, here's <laughs> his name. We had a, a, a boss over at the station, and. He had a different team than you. Right. And he would front that in front of y'all, but y'all didn't hate each other, and he didn't deny you anything. No, no exactly. No, no, I mean, that's just how it Ex- is. I mean, just have equally. different teams and different stuff, or different opinions and stuff. Exactly. That's... Exactly. Being treated equally. Yeah. Well, sticking with music yeah, a little bit, uh, Courtney Hadwin, you might have seen her. She's got, She went viral a couple months back from America's Got Talent. Uh, she was singing that uh, Janet Joplin song, and she was just not from this era, yeah. said Howie Mandel. Yeah. She got the golden ticket and everything. Well, she just now signed with Sicko Music and uh, Arista Records. Yeah, so, so and if you haven't her. seen this video of her singing Janis Joplin, you gotta. Yeah, seriously. I mean, take another little piece of my heart. I think is what. Yeah, and she comes out. Was there and a lot like, of jo- Joplin oh soul? In there? God, oh, my God. Oh, and she's like. 13. Yeah, she's like and 13. And she comes out there and she just wails okay, it. I didn't know and the age. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Wow. Congratulations, so Courtney. Wow. You should totally come on the podcast and talk to us about it. Oh my God. Oh, she'd really be should. amazing. Hell and maybe yeah. even sing a little. Oh my be, gosh. Oh my God, that'd be epic. Hell yeah. And then, okay, this one we have to talk about. We have to talk about because as everybody who listens to this show from the beginning they should know. knows, J-Lo Fantastic, yep, yep. huge Friends fan. Hell yeah. Huge, <laughs> you would think he was invested <laughs> in it. He's not, but you would think he is. Lisa Goudreau, apparently making her way back to television, <laughs> has just been given a one script plus an order 
for a new animated series, Lyle and Caroline, of which she's going to executive produce and voice. It's mm. hmm. so, exciting. Yeah. It's yeah. exciting just to see them still doing stuff since they get paid fifty million a year. Right. They they uh, literally yeah. don't <laughs> have to do anything. Exactly. Smell but like a... Yeah, there they are. It'll be interesting to see if another one of them pops up because I was looking at Lisa Kudrow's uh, IMDB credits and everything, and a lot of the friends co stars have popped up in her other her older stuff. So yeah. Her, it, so it'll be and yet they all still don't want to do yeah exactly they I, don't want to redo it i'm with them on that yeah it was, just, it was perfect it was the perfect believe show, it as it the is. perfect ending don't come back exactly don't, don't mess don't it up fucking do it like, don't do it that's oh right oh my god um and speaking of because well, you could always just have a little look back and get together because and have a uh yeah but episode well i'm okay with that like a reunion episode where they reminisce about it but not a reboot of the show where i don't want that if it's one of those we all get together and talk about the the whatever anniversary yeah we talk about that's fine exactly that's great but no not no but you brought up they're you know they're making 50 million a year off of just the residuals from friends they don't have to do anything so forbes announced its uh annual richest celebrities um, list. Yeah, and people who we need to hit up for a movie dollar. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, interesting to say the very least. Um, so let's see if we can if we can do the list here. Number eight or number nine. I'm sorry, or da, number da, da, ten. Da, da. I, I can't even get this How's right. That? Where are we uh, going? Speaking of number ten, James Patterson, mm. eight hundred million dollars. Author James Patterson, yeah. you know him. All kinds of books. Uh, what most recently, um, Zoo, right for I CBS. So. They base all kinds of series and movies on his books. Um, famous author, eight hundred million dollars. It's insane. Uh, I thought this one was pretty interesting. Uh, number nine, and we should say that uh, him and uh, Tiger are tied. That's mm. why it's ten and nine. But uh, they were both tied, so I'll just put Tiger at nine. Yeah, uh, eight hundred million also, which is amazing because this guy hasn't played golf in like how long? <laughs> I mean, he's been going through all his tabloid troubles yeah. and all the physical, you yeah, know, medical. That is insane. He's still were like and back he lost. problems. Yeah. yeah, and remember, other than Nike, I mean, he lost a shit ton of his, yeah. uh, you know, endorsements sponsors and yeah. endorsements after the whole scandal yeah. stuff. But he's still worth almost a billion yeah, dollars. Good crazy. for you, Tiger. All right, <laughs> uh, and then we got a few rappers on the list. Yeah. Uh, Sean P. Diddy Combs yeah, yeah. or Diddy Combs or Puff Daddy or whatever he's calling himself these days. Right. $825 million. He's got a lo- pro- he, this is why he produces everybody. Yeah, so. exactly. He's got like his own vodka too. He he's does. got a Ciroc. That's and like yeah. when Eminem has a hit, it's, P. Diddy has a hit. It's, I mean, it's true. Um, <laughs> This one, uh, it, I found just crazy, but here it is. David Copperfield, magician David Copperfield, I didn't who think, also recently found yeah. himself in trouble. Um, <laughs> magic is still Magic that. is still, yeah. yeah. $875 million. Damn. Like, I, I, that just blows my mind, David yeah. Copperfield. Jay-Z, Jay-Z, $900 million. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, in the state of California, you know, Beyonce, half that's hers. <laughs> if she wants it, I'm just saying. And then we don't know what their combined wealth is. Beyonce Seriously. isn't even on the list, but yeah. you know she's got to be up there as well. Exactly. So combined wealth, I'm yeah. guessing they're way up further on the list. Yeah. But this is not combined, so, so we're just going to leave Jay-Z at number five, $900 million. This one, <laughs> holy shit. Kylie Jenner. Yes, <laughs> that Kylie Jenner of Kardashian fame. Kylie Jenner. And to her credit, none of her family's money None of it. This is all her. Self-made from Self-made. her cosmetic line. 
$900 million Damn. she is worth. She is on pace. Keep in mind, guys and gals, she is 21 years old. She is about to become, if she stays on pace with current sales, the youngest billionaire ever. Damn. She could potentially become a billionaire before she turns 22 years old. Damn. And it's self-made. That's insane. I mean, congratulations, <laughs> like, Kylie, right? because, you know. Exactly. And she didn't even have to sleep with somebody in a video. Right. I'm just so. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Oh, damn. Kylie. Mm. <laughs> Number four uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yes, that Michael Jordan. He didn't gamble it um, all away. $1.7 billion. Dollars. Yeah. Well, he uh, did do some of the smart things, like he got rid of the mansion. Yeah, yeah. he started to trim he, fat he, in the last. He did. He a did. Few but he, uh, the majority of the one point seven billion is his ninety percent uh, ownership stake in yeah. the Carolina Panthers. I mean, uh, uh, Charlotte Hornets, Carolina Panthers. Uh, but he's a big fan of the Carolina Panthers too. Yeah. It's Charlotte Hornets, as you guys know. He owns the uh, basketball team, and then the rest of it all comes from his uh, stake in uh, Air Jordans and the Jumpman yeah. uh, brand for Nike. Oh man. Yeah. So um yeah. he's making a boatload. So 1.7 billion dollars Michael Jordan. Uh doing pretty good for a guy who was cut from the uh JV team. Remember he right, didn't even exactly. I mean this guy. Number 3 we all love, we all adore Oprah. 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 2.8 billion dollars. 2.8 billion. Oh my gosh. We would love to have that 2.8 billion on the show. On the show. Yeah, Oprah. Yeah. Oprah. Yeah. Come on the show, Oprah. Exactly. Tell us how you made that $2.8 billion. Do it. We know. I mean, but <laughs> tell us anyway. <laughs> um, that's, I mean, her media empire. Yeah. You know, for anybody her who doesn't channel, know, Harpo, like, Harpo yeah. Productions. So, I mean, it's it, the book club, all of her own. own yeah. yeah, her own cable channel, own. And uh, yeah, just Harpo Productions in general and everything that's uh, included in that umbrella is how she basically makes all of her money. Um, $2.8 billion. Number two. Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Two point. I, I'm sorry. Three. Three point seven billion dollars. Now, see, this is impressive because the top two <laughs> are directors. Yeah. But one didn't get it from directing. Mm -hmm. The one did get it from directing. Yeah. So Steven Spielberg, his is basically all from directing, and then maybe his stake in um, DreamWorks. Yeah. SKG, which he's the S in SKG. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, Katzenberg and Geffen, the others, uh, the K and the G. But um, so majority of his though, just from directing. Three point seven billion dollars. You, you've had to have had a few hits That's when you insane. make three point seven billion dollars. Yeah. Number one on the list. George Lucas. George Lucas. Five point four billion dollars. Damn. Hey Fox, it's a bad idea to give away your toy rights <laughs> ever. Ever. Well, I mean, you know, this is a guy who was basically told this is a ridiculous idea. If you yeah. want to do it, you're going to have to fund it yourself. Yeah. And how many people are so short sighted out there that that? And you know, the so rest often. is history. Exactly. Funded it himself in exchange that yep. he keeps all the the profits from yep. distribution. And well, now he sits at five point four billion dollars, exactly. and he sold Lucasfilm. The majority of that five point four billion is a sale of Lucasfilm to Disney yeah. for four point one billion dollars. That is insane. So there you go, Hell the yeah. richest top ten richest celebrities in America. Yeah, um, oh or in the world, I guess. In but, the world, whew, yeah, that's a lot of money. That Combined wealth, in... I think eighteen billion dollars. Mm. So, mm -mm. Just in entertaining people. I just need a piece. Just in some just, entertaining just and some crumb. makeup, mostly. Just crumb. Yeah, just you. You know what doesn't look entertaining though? This new Aladdin movie. Uh, oh, this uh, this uh, picture. Speaking that, back to Disney. Yeah, the, this picture <laughs> uh, that uh, Will Smith just released. He he's not blue. 
What he's, the hell? He's not. Like the they they released he released a tweet after the picture went up because I guess Twitter blew up. That was freaking out. Yeah. And he said, "Don't worry, he will be turning blue." But I I don't want him to be a man who turns blue. I want him to be a genie who's a genie all the time. Right. Like he needs to come out of the bottle. There needs to be CGI. Like I don't understand. I don't either. I'm not okay with this. I I, I mean, it, me either. <laughs> uh, look, look, were we really okay with this happening anyway? No, no. no. We, I don't think because like Robin Williams already put it out of the bank. Yeah. We had a great voice cast. We had a great movie, a decent yeah. storyline, and a great third movie. Look, yeah. look, look, this is the or danger of <laughs> when you try something and it's successful, you get this level of. I guess comfort that you can just keep doing it. Yeah, you know because Favreau Favre came out with the Jungle Book yeah, and it was so massively ones. successful. Yeah. They were like, "Well, shit, we can do this with yeah. all of them." The Fantastic or the Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast, yeah. and and you know we know we got Dumbo coming. Yeah, and um, I mean, but just I Lion think, King, but Lion, like, Lion King, King still <laughs> makes me mad. It's like, oh, this is live action Lion King. Okay, but I'm okay <laughs> with this CG. because Lion yeah, King is action. is Favro again, right? And it uh. just looks. Freaking! Does I mean, they great. showed that side by side clip for clip yeah. of the trailers. Like, it was damn. freaking epic. Yeah, but I think everybody agreed from the get go that if you're going to do these live action remakes of these animated classics, you shouldn't probably touch Aladdin. Yeah, because Robin Williams, like Chris said, was yeah. just so exactly. iconic, so epic. Well, you know how many people would have been pissed if James Earl Jones wouldn't have came back for Mufasa? Right. So I mean, right. You know, I mean, it, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Them cashing in on nostalgia. Yeah. The same thing that Deadpool's doing to bring back his movie for PG thirteen. Yeah. Is which didn't go well, by the way. Nostalgia. Yeah. 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 It did not go well. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It it barely made anything at all. Nobody went to go see it. Not no. even Fred Savage. Not so even like, Fred Savage. No, well, no. seeing the first seeing it R in theaters would is yeah, awesome. Right. There's, there's Going no back point. to see it PG thirteen, be like. Yeah, um, and I'll just okay. watch that at home. I'll catch those little exactly. clips some other Look, time. Look, though, you you called it though. It's it's nostalgia, and Disney yeah. is masterful at figuring out how to continuously keep selling their product. Yeah, you know the same product that they sat there and got from public source, right? But they're from- brilliant at doing to to gauge interest and and resell. To new audiences, the the old product. They did it when they first released the films. And then they're like, okay, well, how can we do it? Well, here's an idea. We'll put them all in a vault and not release it for 10 years. Then the new generation, 10 years later, will want it. And then that kind of... releasing a new collection there. Right. There's three collection series in the the And then when that kind of played out, they're like, well, now what do we do? We've tried the vault thing. We've tried the, you know, so now they're live actioning it all. They are brilliant at continuously retooling their brands to a new audience. It's smart you can't fault them no, but sometimes there is just you don't touch it yeah you don't yeah. Touch, and I, I mean out of just out of pure respect for robin williams i wouldn't have touched this one yeah I been like, or just, maybe waited way down the pike i don't i don't i don't i just don't know if aladdin works without robin williams yeah. they tried it they tried a couple of direct to uh video movies yeah, with somebody else as the genie and they failed i didn't back. see the third one and i think the tv show might have them in it i'm not too sure no the tv show it didn't, didn't have them in it and it didn't do well and yeah. then you're right the third one he came back because they released that direct to video the the sequel and it bombed because yeah. it wasn't robin williams and yeah. nobody wanted it so they brought him back for the third mm. one you i, I just don't think aladdin i mean and you know again leave your comments tell us what you think but my opinion and i think the general consensus of the podcast here 
it just doesn't work without Robin Williams. Agreed. It, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Nothing against Will Smith. No. I think Will Smith is I extremely love Will talented. Smith. I'm so pumped up and ready when to see Bad Boys comment. Three. Yeah. And like seriously. I'm all but but Will. No. Man, you should have yeah. said no. You should have no, passed yeah. on this one, buddy. You should have passed on it. Oh, on leaving your comments. That's going to our Reddit. Um, yes channel and, yeah reddit and, or facebook anyway. but not tumblr we're not on tumblr no, and no, uh did no. y'all hear about that no mm-hmm. all the adult content which was oh i think 90 percent of tumblr yeah there's was a lot removed. of like porn- porn- pornography? pornographic adult images content. Adult, adult, yeah adult, let's just say adult, adult content, content that just on... got dumped because verizon owns tumblr yeah. now and wants to make it more general oh. audience so they took all the disenfranchised people, and yeah. then they were putting tons of porn on there. That makes younger me sad. It. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I, I mean, it is what it is. Well, it is we got to be clean, man. But these corporations keep coming in. They keep trying to. Oh, we'll buy up this website, and then we'll clean it up, yeah. and then we'll sell it, and yeah. be like, well, then it dies again. Yeah. It just goes back to what we talked at, about at the top of the show yeah. a little bit about if you put it out there, it's out it's there. It's out yeah. there. And it's always gonna. Don't you can clean up you. the website. You can do whatever you want, but at some point, somewhere, sometimes it's out there, gonna and somebody's gonna it. see it. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. Oh well, oh, man. What a good industry news yeah, segment. Was a good segment. Dominated yeah. by yeah. Disney and Netflix, but you know, well, like every week, every week, every. Week. All right, now it is time for the guest segment. We have the one and only Kirk. Beauville on the show. Oh my gosh, Nebraska native. This guy has been in like everything under the sun. He's even involved with music. He owns an indie label with his wife. Yeah. Oh my goodness. How awesome. And yet another guest who started off in journalism. Yeah. We've had a lot of broadcast media yeah. slash journalism people that have gone on to amazing yeah. entertainment careers. Which, LSU. You know, he's LSU. Got, he's got that in common with uh, Little Cam. That's right. SEC. Yeah. 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 It's going to so, be a lot of fun to talk and, to him. And we got to mention, I mean, perfect timing for Kirk to come on and join us because Seriously. he happens to be in a film that just got six Golden Globe nominations and opens Christmas Day, yeah. Vice, Vice, with Dick Cheney's uh, story with Christian Bale. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I'm excited. I Can't wait to talk wait. to him about that. Hell, yeah. So, all right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hello, it's Kirk. Hey, Kirk. How are you? Good, man. Welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. We thank you for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. I, I noticed your uh, I noticed your uh, phone number. Are you in Mississippi? We, yes, are, we are currently under a deluge of rain in Biloxi. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, you know, my wife's from Macomb, Mississippi. Oh, there oh, you wow. go. Well, yeah, yeah. and my daughter is getting ready to start LSU for journalism, so we have a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. Go Tigers. <laughs> go Tigers. Yeah. You're already, she's already a huge fan. You, you don't have to say anything else now. <laughs> there you go. There um, you go. Um, we do want to bring up, though, we, we were just talking about this because we've had several guests on in the past who, like yourself, had either started out in broadcast media or journalism, which uh, we all did as well, by the way. So I got to ask, how do you go from Nebraska to Louisiana? Because that had to be quite the culture shock. And it was. I mean, <laughs> you know, for me, the thing was, at the time, I started uh, working with the athletic program, one of the, with the women's track program at the University of Nebraska as an undergrad. Um, and so I got plugged in into the athletic world. And so I was at Nebraska when they won three national titles in a row. Awesome. And, and in the summers, I would do like uh, Olympic development track camps. I'd work on the staff for Nebraska. That's where I met one of the um, guys who would become the women's coach at LSU. And that is exactly how I landed at, uh, at LSU. I'd been there for one track meet. Uh, uh, I think when I was at LSU, we went down there for spring break. When I was at Nebraska, we went down there for spring break. That's what really got me down there, you know. And 
was really the athletics, and it was a, it was a total culture shock. It was totally different, totally different world. Oh yeah, because especially South Louisiana, it's like its own country. It um, is. Definitely, <laughs> Boy, you are so right. I mean, I'll never forget. I was in like Lafouche Parish, and I might have been in a Win Dixie, <laughs> and, and, and I hear like guys behind me, and I swear, you know. And, it, and, I, and I, it would, I thought it was another country. When you turned around, it was just the Seven Up guy delivering. <laughs> <laughs> His accent was so heavy, they talk and just so deep, you know, Katie. And, and then, but it was funny. Um, but I loved it. I loved it down there in uh, Louisiana. You know, and I was fortunate to be part of the um, first track teams that won the national title. So in '87, awesome. women won those first two that were the first of like ten in a row. I was one of those architects behind that. But, I, you know, I just felt like when I first went there and I was going to do exercise physiology, I thought, what the hell am I going to do with that? I'm going to have to go get a Ph.D. And I don't feel like going, you know, to keep going to school and be a professional right. student. But I'd say what, though, I've always, I always, um, writing always came second nature to me. And um, and it was kind of cool because even when I was coaching at LSU, my in, the, the, the internship I did at the grad school level, I went over to the sports information department. In 87, Nebraska, LSU hosted. So LSU hosted the NCAA Outdoor Championships there. I was the guy that ran all the publicity for the track program that whole semester leading up to that. So any of the oh, press stuff, I usually wrote all the releases. So And then you moved on to a successful career there, right? I mean, you had quite a bit in uh, marketing before you even started acting, right? Right, because so for me, when I, when I finished up at LSU, I was offered college jobs. I was People came in and offered me coaching jobs. And, you know, at the time, I was one of the, the young, hot commodities coming out. I'd come from two programs back-to-back between the two and won five national titles, and I was a recruiting coordinator at LSU. So people offered me jobs. It's just that it was women's track and field, which I love coaching, but there was no money at the time. Right. I mean, like, no money. And, I mean, I could have... It was a notch above flipping a burger, at, you know, at a fast food place. Yeah. And, and so I felt, nah, man, no, no. And I ended up in the Silicon Valley. The first thing I ever did was an inside sales job with a Fortune 100 company, multi-billion. I couldn't stand it. I was way overqualified, couldn't stand it. But I was real successful. And in a couple of years, I got moved over. To, I got I slid over to a marketing job. And in that marketing job, that's where I really took off in high tech. That opened up the door for me to travel all over the world and so that was pretty cool and uh right before we left the silicon valley we started an independent record label at the buses kind of like right around 99 right and and uh, we named it elmo records after joni's dad joni's dad was a sharecropper in uh, mississippi elmo green so we named it after her dad that's cool and we put out this music, while well, I'm in marketing in the high tech, and Joni's in marketing in the high tech, and we got distribution picked up. New Day picked us up out of Nashville, and kind of right before we left, some guy called us up one time, and the guy goes, "Hey man, how come you're not coming down and playing at Smokey Robinson's Bible study?" <laughs> Smokey Robinson had a Bible study in you know in Encino, and I go, "Well, that's real easy. I mean, Smokey don't know me, and I don't know Smokey, so right. that's super easy." And about a week later, we got a call from down down in L.A., and these guys wanted us to fly in and, and do this singing at his Bible study. Wow. Um, and so that kind of started this relationship with him where he really liked the music we were doing. And so we, we came down here. We released the second album in L.A. We had songs hit number one on the top 50 charts, indie charts. And, I mean, I'm doing an album when I'm like 39, 41 years old, which <laughs> is normally not when you break in that industry. Right. And we were doing it, and then we got stuff placed um placed in some movies some songs and mm -hmm. yeah and i was grinding it out and uh joni started taking a couple acting classes 
and it was 06 and uh <laughs> and she comes up to me i'm at home and she says you know what you gotta go do this audition at the comedy store <laughs> they, they want this sketch improv group to open up this this hit show called uh tripping on tuesdays mm-hmm. and tripping on tuesdays at the time was the, one of the top comic shows in la at the comedy store on sunset right but it was like deaf comedy jam it was all the top black comics yeah the top black comics and i go you want me to go <laughs> the white guy to the all black comic show and my wife's african-american and she goes yeah you'll kill it and i said yeah but like you want me to go elmer fudd <laughs> go in and and do this and i got cast in it and wow one day I'm up there with people that are 20 years younger than me, and I would be killing it. I'd be making fun of Spike Lee in the crowd. Whoever's <laughs> in the crowd, I'd heat him up. And one day I was doing fake spoken word. Guy comes up to me afterwards. He goes, you know, you're, you're a funny white guy. It was Robin Williams. He wow. was watching the back. And, and I felt my heart. I go, I felt like, man, I got to give this a shot. I really got to give this a shot. And I remember... I called my dad, and both, both my folks were longtime teachers, high school teachers and educators. And, and So how dad, did they take the news that you were going to jump out of this great marketing job and become a comic? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, so when I called him, you know, well, see, the thing is with him, he had to become a professor at, at University of Nebraska Kearney. Oh. But, but when, when I was a kid, my dad would do a one-man show of, as Mark Twain, and my dad was world-class. He was world-class. He was good enough. Hollywood found my dad in Nebraska in a little town in the 70s, and they would fly him out to California to do national commercials for Wells Fargo as Mark Twain. Wow, that's but, amazing. But at the time, he already had you know four kids, and there's no way you know, you're going to pull four kids up and move to L.A. Right. And so, But when I called him and said I was thinking about doing this, he said, I just got two questions for you. One, are you good enough to do it at that level? And two, can you make a living doing it? And I said, well, you know, there's only one way to find out. And so I, I took off and I took um, a couple formal uh, master class with Wendy Davis. Wendy Davis then would go on to star in Army Wives as one of the, the leads in Army Wives. And then I took John Swanbeck. He had a master class on camera technique. And he's a guy that directed The Big Kahuna with uh, Danny DeVito. Right, and yeah. And then I did Leslie Kahn's Comedy Intensive. So I squeezed that in. Two months later, I book White Lightning. So the first thing I ever do, I'm booking a movie called White Lightning, playing a hillbilly killer, which is about 90% of what I do is redneck psychos. <laughs> and I was, being, I was being flown to Europe. To do, the first thing I'm doing, I'm being flown to Europe to do a movie that premiered at Sundance in 09. There you go. That's so you amazing. Out here, they've been killing themselves. They might have a, their BFA, their MFA. And here I was, this, I just marketed myself as a new older guy. Yeah. And, you know, they're going, who in the hell is this guy? It's like, well, you know. I'm just giving it a shot. Here I am. And um, and that started the whole thing. I, I love that story. That's got to be one of the most interesting stories I've ever heard about a guy that makes his way into Hollywood and starts a career. That that That's incredible. Because I just, I couldn't imagine, feeling like I had to look back and go, damn. Right. Why didn't I? And, and I think some people have a tendency to kind of give up on those dreams or just give up on it or just go, you know, crap. Yep. I'm just going to grind it out for the next 30 years doing this thing. I really don't dig it, but I got responsibilities, and I respect that. But, but I mean, they so they kind of just give up on that stuff. And I, I guess my folks just always gave me the belief that I could do something if I put my you know my head to it. And um, I, just, I just didn't want to um, settle, and I didn't want to ever look back. And, and you know, so that's, that's how, it's, how it's worked out for me, you know. Um, yeah. Well, we want to talk a little bit about – uh, start on television. Your first ever 
role was on the Hallmark show, uh, Murder 101, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Alongside <laughs> Dick Van Dyke? That is insane. Yeah, man. I'll tell you, the thing wild about that was, I'm coming, this is how things happen. I'm coming home from work, it's lunch. And I, where I worked at the time in high tech was close by the house. I'm at the house, guys knock on our door, and it's a crew that is shooting the Hallmark movie on location at the house across the street from us. Yeah. And they're asking if they can put the camera, the camera sticks in our driveway to shoot the angle. I said, man, I don't care. <laughs> and, and I said, you know, if you guys ever want to shoot in our house, it's cool. You know, you can do it if you want to. And we had a house that was up in the hill, and a guy calls me up who's a producer for those Hallmark movies. And he said, we'd love to use your home in this one. And I said, cool, you can use it. And I said, and I said, but I don't want any money. You don't have to pay me to use the house. All I want you to do is I want you to put me in it. I want you to put Joni in it and give us a Taft Hartley so that, you know, get us into the union. The guy goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He goes, okay. And he goes, okay. And, but they still paid us for the use of the place. And so the scenes I was filming were actually at our house. Wow. And I'll never forget where I'm in the house and one of the scenes I shoved Dick Van Dyke over a couch and, and here's he he was like between takes and stuff. He'd be like doing soft shoe dancing and stuff. He was having the time of his life. Here's the guy living the ultimate dream. Absolutely. I mean, ultimate freaking dream. He's been living that thing for decades and he's still appreciative. He's having the time of his life. I mean, he's not bitching about anything. He's not complaining about anything. He's not whining about craft services. The guy's having the time of his life. But that was wild. It was wild to be able to do that with Dick Van Dyke. Oh, you know? absolutely. I can only imagine. I mean, Man, I, I tell people all the time, you will never, never hear me bitching on a set, never, because there's a million other jobs you could be doing that are a lot worse. And to me, the thing is, I'm getting paid to play. I'm getting freaking paid to play. And and so I just, to me, the, the one of the greatest feelings is walking on a set. There's nothing like it. If you told me I could have a job at Paramount every day for the rest of my life, and all I, but all I was going to do was like pick up trash, but I could make a living doing it. I would do it because for me to walk on those those lots like Paramount or Sony or Warner Brothers, any of those lots, there's something about it, the history behind them, just that whole creative thing. And then beyond a set, that to me is like, it's like a kid at, at Christmas when you're little and you run down this to see what Santa brought. That is what it's like for me walking on a set. Oh my gosh, wow. that's a great way to yeah, describe just it. Just to hear the passion in your voice is amazing. And, and I'll tell you what, you've been, you've been, I mean, your career, just looking at the stats when we were doing our research for the interview, now, you've been able to balance film and television and man, you've been in some amazing stuff. Man. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. talking talking about contraband with Mark uh, Wahlberg. Uh, yeah. You're talking about uh, Bob uh, Bobcat Goldwaite, uh, yeah. American yeah. Horror Story, Asylum, yeah. uh, Grey's yeah. Anatomy. I mean, just yeah. huge things. It's got a. You're doing pretty well, I'd say. Well, you know, I'm, 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 I am happy about it too because you know, to me, the whole thing has always been. Um, I always want to be moving forward and and getting the opportunities. And um, so for me, like I was told, like agents and stuff, I said, man, if there's a, if there's something, I don't care if it's big, small, I do not care. I want to keep building, 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 building. You know, some people want to go, no, nope, if it's not top of show guest star, I'm not doing it. I'm going to go, well, you know what? You're going to be in a line for a long time. Exactly. And, you know, unless. And so, yeah, I mean, because there's just some of those people like, you know, and it becomes surreal. You know, it'd be like doing Get On Up and I'm shot that in Natchez, Mississippi. Absolutely. And, you know, Great movie. And, in there and you know there's surreal moments i mean there's things like 
we've become like really good friends, like with Viola Davis, her husband, Julius Tennant. Mm-hmm. And we've known her for years. And I, we knew them before she became really famous. She was already really established, but she really wasn't really well known. I mean, right. You know, she was, uh, and you know, so we know we go way back with these guys and there'll be times like I'll never forget a few years ago. It's like, we're sitting at their house for Thanksgiving and the table's like me, then Joni, then Viola Davis, then her Octavia Spencer, her <laughs> Julie's tenant, somebody from like true grit and two young couple that do like the music world. Talk and about a Thanksgiving. Like you'd be sitting there like at the, at the same thing. Two years later, I'm sitting at the Super Bowl at their house watching the Super Bowl. And it's, oh like my everybody, gosh. it's like Octavia, who's a hardcore football fan. She's a Southeast girl. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh, and so, so she's really for real into it, not posing. She's into it. And, <laughs> That's and awesome. And so, you know, you, you, cross, you cross paths with people like that. And, and it's kind of mind-blowing. You know, like, what I've always gotten from those guys is Viola is... I mean, she's a brilliant actress, but she's just, she's a great person, both her and her husband. You know, they're just one of those people who are highly successful, but they're grounded. They're not knuckleheads. They're not, you know, they don't, I mean, they've got a big baller house now. I mean, they got like an A-lister house, but they never were blowing it like where they'd have like, you know, a million dollars worth of cars parked out in front right. of the house. You know, where they're blowing it. They, they wouldn't do that. Um, but I always remember a surreal moment was I was down in New Orleans reading for a movie. Viola was working on two back-to-back movies, so they had her up in a house in the in the um mag- in the garden district. Mm-hmm. So I'm over at their, at their place, and they said, you know, you can, you know, if you book that movie, you just stay here. There's like a guest house. And I said, yeah, okay. And I'm sitting there, and Julius goes, you, you want a sandwich or something? I go, yeah, okay, that's cool. And he goes, hey, Viola, why don't you make Kirk a sandwich? And it was so surreal. I'm going, wait, I, <laughs> like, hold on, I yeah. Up? Shouldn't I be getting up and make Viola's sandwich? I mean, wow. I felt, it was so weird. It was so surreal. She's like, you want, like, mustard on it? I'm like, you know, you can spit on it. That'd uh, <laughs> be good. Like, oh, was, my gosh. It was so it was so out there. I'm going, man, Viola Davis, he just told Viola Davis to make me a sandwich. I asked him, I'm going, it's just didn't feel right yeah that's that's surreal yeah that is surreal that is a fantastic story yeah that is that is outstanding look i i tell you what i just i love you sound like you you know your earlier description fits you to a t you sound like a kid at christmas yeah you can just tell the enthusiasm and the joy that you have for what you do and the people that you get to meet and and associate with and the projects that you're on Yeah. yeah I love that yeah, about is. you. It is. It is. I'm telling you, because to me, it's like, you know, you got to love what you do and do what you love. And um, this is, like I said, this is the one deal. If you said, if you told me, said, you know, you keep doing what you're doing, but you're going to, if you told me I was going to drop dead at Paramount shooting something, I'm good. I'm good. I, <laughs> I am beyond freaking beyond good. I, I I always remember, too, is like, um, I worked on a couple movies with Rance Howard. Mm-hmm. And Rance Howard is Ron Howard's dad. Dad, right. And and he, one, I played like his son when he was like a guy that was on the latter latter stages of like Alzheimer's. And one, I played like a family friend, very similar type of a deal where I was having a conversation with his son about like, maybe it's time to put your dad in the home because it's, you know, he's having issues. And so I became friends like with, with Rance and I would talk to him about like his life growing up. He had these amazing stories and he got to... One of the last things he got to do was he got to do something on, I think it was um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm. It was an episode with him, his son, Ron, and his granddaughter, Bryce Howard. Oh, nice. I think they were were playing themselves on on the episode. And Rance would die within within the week. And and he had been sick, but he hung on to do that deal. And I'll never forget because I went went to his uh, memorial service. 
And I was, um, Ron had shared that his dad had always, his dream was always like, he, said, he, he had said that. He goes, man, if I can work till the day I drop dead, that's what I want to do. And I said, that is amazing because your dad got to do that. He got to actually work with you guys. He got to work with his son and his granddaughter who are both highly established. Right. And he got to do that. And that was the, that was the amazing, you know, the amazing thing for him was he, man, he got to go out like that. And I thought that was freaking amazing, you know, um, cause it was, it was so cool to see him on the set and it was like two teen- teenagers. They, they were inseparable. What I, he was another thing. He reminded me kind of like, like Dick Van Dyke, you know, we saw somebody that was freaking living their dream and, you know, and he would tell the stories like, man, I'd be calling up Ronnie. And I said, Ron, <laughs> he goes, oh, no, I take it back. Because Ron was telling the story about his dad. Where he goes, man, I remember one time I had my dad in something. And I had to call my dad and tell him his part got cut. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> he goes, yeah, that was a little, you know, but his dad understood the business. But it was like, he goes, yeah, dad, you know, you were really good, but. I had to edit you out. Yeah. I mean, now, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. I mean, but uh, we want to talk about Vice, of course, opening up Christmas Day. What was that like being on the set with, like, Christian Bale? Like I tell you, man, it's like the freaking kid in a candy store. I'm walking in. It would take him, like, three and a half hours of hair and makeup to turn me into Kissinger. And I looked like Kissinger. And and I had about two months before... um, I, I actually shot the role, so I had all that time to prepare and, and, and really have him down. So I'm walking on the set, and I'm the first guy they're micing up, and it's a stage over at Sony Studios that is the freaking West Wing. It's like oh, sweet. you're walking in, That's it epic. is the White House, you're walking in, there's the Oval Office, there's the Secretary of State's office, there's the Chief of Staff's office, and I'm walking in there, and they're setting it up. So I'm the first guy mic'd up. Then Bill Clapp comes in. He's the guy that plays Ford. He was recent Emmy winner, and he was the guy that was in the Hostiles with um, mm-hmm. with Christian Bell. He's yeah. Bill Clapp's in everything. And then also here comes Steve Carell. Carell comes. He's looking at me. He's going, "Hey man, what, will you do like a one man show as Kissinger?" Right. <laughs> I, I said, "Maybe I should." And then Christian comes in. He's getting all mic'd up, and you know he put on sixty pounds to play the role. Right. And he walks up to me and he just introduces himself to me like I don't know it's him. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was so cool. You know what I mean? It was like he was just, he was, you know, he wasn't trying to be like this guy that just walks by like going, hey, man, I don't want to talk to you. Right. You know, you, ha- you haven't won an Oscar. Just leave my presence. And, <laughs> but he's like going, he's sitting there going, hey, I- I'm Christian, you know, and I'm going, I'm Kirk and I hope I don't screw up the scene. Right. <laughs> like for real. And, uh, but it was so wild because, you know, you go out there and you've got Adam McKay, who's this famous Oscar winning director, you know, is well known from his Saturday Night Live days and all yep. the stuff with Will Ferrell. And we're blocking out the scene. And then behind us, like uh, Bill Pullman had come in. He was playing um, Nelson Rockefeller. So he's all, he's, but he's came to watch us do our thing. And so we're, we're doing the scene and it's like this super serious scene. Initially, it's a super serious scene. And Adam McKay's not in the room. He's not on the set when we're, when we're shooting it. He's like down two sets over, like in a video village. He's just watching on the cameras. Right. But I'll never forget, we're doing that first take, and the coverage is on, the cameras are on uh, Christian. And he and Steve Carell are on one side of the president's desk. I'm way on the other side, forward to the, you know, at the head of the desk. And this is when there was a power play with Cheney and Rumsfeld to pull some of the power out of uh, Kissinger's hands. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing a serious thing. But that first take, when they said action, I'm looking at Christian Bell, and just for a nanosecond, I'm going, God, he's good. He is so good. <laughs> but I but I know I got the next line, you know, so I know I'm going, I can't freeze and just sit there like, I'm sorry, I, you know, you were so good. Right. <laughs> like I'll be there on the next take. But I'm <laughs> but, but I mean, the second they said action, that dude was, was Dick Cheney. Every mannerism, the way he sounded, the way he moved, the way he sat, anything, 
it was Dick Cheney I was talking to. Wow. And so we are doing that, and we're lighting it up, and and, and I'm killing it because I mean I sound like Kissinger in the movie. I mean I had him down, and yeah. we're doing it. And then they improv and extend the scene. So now it becomes a bigger argument where, you know, Steve Carell's getting up going, hey, Henry, it looks like you could use a massage. And I started <laughs> going off arguing with him, and I'm cussing him out as Kissinger and just, you know. And so we get done with all that. And then all of a sudden, Adam, over the speakers, says, hey, Christian, say this instead. And it would be something that would be like an hangover. So out there. And Christian would be laughing so hard. And then he would try to get through it. Then he would get through it. And he goes, Kirk, you just go ahead and just you just improv off whatever he says. <laughs> like, but be, do Kissinger, but do Kissinger reluctantly agreeing to whatever he suggests. Oh my gosh, that's and so epic! I was killing it, and the thing was so funny. We would do takes, and then when we would cut, everyone would fall out of their chairs because I'm being so serious as freaking Kissinger, but what's coming out of my mouth is nothing Kissinger would ever say. <laughs> oh, I, I'm hoping we so, get to see some of that. Yeah, seriously. That the one of the funnier lines in the movie is that so when you see me when i'm doing this one thing in there that's totally improvised oh fantastic oh, nice awesome inside story here. right there listen yeah, man, congratulations so, yeah. on that because what it got six golden globe yeah. nominations i'm sure it's heading for the same type track for the oscars yeah definitely oh, I, would think contender. So. I would think so like you know it got one of the things was was best ensemble and mm-hmm. it also got a uh, best ensemble a nomination for the critics choice awards that's too. right uh, yeah yep so. i mean the the real surreal thing, I mean, being on that set was amazing. More so was like when you got done, is to have like, you know, you got like Carell high-fiving you and clap. And oh, yeah. absolutely. Bill Pullman coming up and McKay goes, man, I know you're that funny. I'm going, well, it was a serious scene until you changed it. I mean, <laughs> audition, but audition like I was doing that other part, you would have thrown me out of the room. And then Bill, same thing. The trippy thing was, the world premiere was last week. So I was just happy to get invited to the world premiere. Awesome. I was freaking, I was happy, you know, and it was over at the Academy, you know, the, the, the Academy theater there. So it seats like over a thousand people. Sure. And I go there and, you know, they got the, the big time red carpet. All those heavy hitters are coming. A woman comes up. She goes, hey, Kirk, I'm Lisa from Annapurna. We want you stage left at 740 because we want to introduce you before the movie. Oh. So Joe and I. We walk, the, we do the carpet thing. They're taking pictures of us together, then singles of me. And then I'm getting interviewed. You go inside, and I'm seeing all these, all the people from the movie, like Sam Rockwell and Andy Adams. It's surreal. And then they, uh, uh, a talent wrangler grabs me and goes, I need you to come over stage left. So they bring me back there. So for 10 minutes, it's me, Christian Bell, Steve Carell, Sam Rockwell, Amy Adams, Adam McKay, uh, Justin Kirk. Um, that's who's back there to get introduced. And when, when Christian came up to me, I knew he didn't recognize me because he always saw me as, as uh, Kissinger. And I go, hey. He goes, hey, what's your name? I go, I'm Kirk Bowville. I go, you know me as Kissinger. And he goes, holy crap, that was you? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Steve Carell was beside me. Same thing. Carell didn't know. I go, did you know I, I was um, Kissinger? And he goes, oh, man. And so we all were laughing about that. So everybody was introduced themselves as the character they played because there's so much heavy makeup in that movie. Right. Some of those guys, you know, didn't look right at all like how they looked out. And um, so at the after party, Christian came up to me and, was, and he started laughing. He goes, you know, it was so funny. He goes, because you had me laughing my ass off on those takes. And he goes, I would have never, never recognized that that was you at all if you hadn't told me that was you. And um, and that to me, that was that was that was that was a surreal moment for me to be 
getting introduced, I'm standing on the stage with all like all those heavy hitters, Shea Wiggum's up there too, and all these people. And I was just looking at it going, hell man, I'm just happy I got invited. Exactly. <laughs> that's such a, that's a, that's an epic story. And I love how you, when you say, you know, oh, we had no idea you were that funny. You're like Robin Williams did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been like Robin Williams did, yeah. uh, you know. I know, but, but that's because the thing is funny. I started off doing funny stuff on the stage. Up right. There. But because the way I look, I look like a, a, a raving lunatic, redneck. That's what I get hired for. Like, Joni and I will have season passes to Disneyland, but I, I almost – I would never go by myself because I go, I can't be standing in the Peter Pan line by myself because <laughs> freaking security's going to come over. You know, and, You're like, excuse go, me, sir, what are you doing? You like, line, Oh, you know? my goodness. That's Yeah, hilarious. man, because, like, you know – like, Joni will get, like, a breakdown, a character breakdown. Hers will say, like, lawyer, doctor, um, nurse. Um, it'll be some professional thing like mm-hmm. that. Good looking, whatever. Mine will be, like, uh, pedophile, serial killer look. Oh, God. <laughs> you know? But I embrace it. I embrace it, man. It's like, you know, hey. Heck yeah, man. That, there's a, there's a niche for everybody, too. right? Yeah, man. I mean. There's a really cool thing I did that came out recently. It's Dead Wax. It was a, a web series that's on it's on Shutter.com right now. Okay. I'm like a guy that would be like uh, Ted Kaczynski on steroids. Um, <laughs> oh, I love your description. Like, but like it's a supernatural thing, and and that was um, that was some really good work. And I mean that I'm hoping you know that one was really interesting. That was like the polar opposite of playing Christian Bell. Oh, I mean, playing Henry Kissinger. Henry Kissinger. That was like. You know, a lunatic in the freaking woods, and um, and um, but it's a guy who was totally freaking broken, and so I was. It was kind of cool because this whole year it was like the range of stuff I did was I was like a judge, and I'm dying up here, like a '70s era judge, and that I was playing that, that kind of that crazy actor in um, Young Sheldon, which is yep. funnier than hell, yeah. And then the Kissinger thing, yeah, yeah, man, and, that's quite know. the range, yeah. quite the resume, right Epic there, year. yeah. Oh, congrats yeah. on that. So what do you have coming up? What's in the future? There's uh there's one thing that hasn't been announced, but it's a it's gonna be funnier than hell with Kevin Hart. Oh shit. Um Kevin Hart's people will do that announcing, but it, it should be early. It'll be next year. Okay. And you won't recognize me in that either, but it's funnier than hell what I'm doing. <laughs> well, we'll have to have you back on when that comes out. Yeah, I will tell you on that one. But yeah, I mean, because, man, to me it's I always feel like and I steal the line from Joni. Joni said one time, you know, you're never too old to be what you want to be. Exactly. And it's it's been fun, man. And the other thing is trippy is like there's there's people like especially from well in both at LSU and in Nebraska, there's like people that I would have grown up as a kid that will find me on the social media. And a lot of times too, they can kind of live vicariously a little bit through what Joni and I do because they'll go, Shit, I would never do that. I would never there's no way I would drop my real job and get on that freaking high wire. Right. right. But but I can enjoy it through you because you're the one on the high wire. And be able to, you know, and, and and share it that way. And to me, that's a lot of fun. Because right now what's happening, there's a um, there's a generation of kids that are coming out. But I, I, but I feel that's a, that's a calling that we have is to try to, you know, help people too. Because to, to, it's a hard business to break in. It is a hard business uh, to break in. You're and, right. it's a, and, it's, and it's a business of rejection. Um, it is. And so I've always felt like, man, if we can help, the, you know, these people come up and, and do what they're doing, you know, we're going to do that. And um, 
But I think that's also one of the reasons why we do work a lot, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Much respect for you for that, man, because it is a hard industry. And like you said, a lot of people just won't take that leap or are scared to take that leap. So it's good to know there are people like you and your wife who, for the people who do take the leap, are there for them and can help them if they need the help. It's, uh, much respect for that, man. Absolutely. Well, listen, man, this has been a fantastic interview. You are a great guy to talk to. Yeah, seriously. I mean, you, your story is just amazing. And, and congratulations on the success. And we wish you nothing but more and uh we couldn't be more happy that you joined us today we are excited about the movie opening up on christmas we're definitely going to see it uh and and look anytime open invite anytime you want to come back to promote something or just shoot the shit with us you come on yeah. you have an open invite man yeah okay i appreciate it all right take all care right. now and tell the wife we said hello i will do that all right all right, right. bye-bye talk about a guy that just is enjoying life I like, mean, seriously. how many times did he say that? Just living yeah. the life. I'm enjoying life. Like, I'm living know? the dream. I love what I do. Yeah. I mean, that's what Just you want to hear, it. man. Exactly. And you know what? I really like him because he's 58. Yeah. And he says it's never too late, like exactly. his wife said. You know, I mean, so you can you can yeah. decide to, you want to do this in your forties. Exactly. You can decide you want to do it and take the leap and look. Exactly. You can make it. Exactly. I mean, I, I love that he was fearless. Yeah. And this was a guy. My favorite thing about his whole story is. He was a guy. He was, he was successful. No, let me finish. <laughs> successful in everything he had done prior. Yeah, so exactly. So normally when you're living a Why life and you're successful and you're making yeah. a lot of money. Traveling the world. Traveling like, the world. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? This I don't like this. Yeah, I'm not I'm happy. Go after let me just else. I mean, that just goes to show you can make all the money in the world and have a great job, yeah, but if you're not, not be happy. happy doing what you're doing, then exactly. what's the point? Exactly. You know, and I think we say that all the time. I mean, yeah. do what you love and yeah. love what you do. Inspiring interview, man. It's like, extremely seriously. inspiring. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Now it is time for the top five segment this week. It is top five actors who have played Santa. Ho, uh, ho, ho. That's right. Ho, ho, this was a tough one. Ho, ho, Sticking with the theme, last week was our favorite Christmas movie, so yes. of course we had to go Santa. I mean, you know. I mean, but this one was more hard than I thought. Yeah. Apparently not a lot of people have played Santa unless yeah. it's been animated or something. Yeah. And so you had to throw in a couple animated. I mean, you I tried do you live do. action, but man, it's tough. I don't think I yeah. got or animated you online. Or you only come up with two. Or, or you only <laughs> come up with two okay. and some all right. instances. So, all right, I got Tavius because she's feeling under the weather today. She's, she's not feeling too well, mm. but she did send. So, uh, and what does she always say? These are in no particular order, but These I'm just going to no start. Order. So she's got Steve Carell for when he played Santa on The Office. <laughs> Okay. All right. That's <laughs> um, funny. Brian Cranston, Breaking mm. Bads. Brian Cranston. I yeah, have no, no clue idea. where or when he played Santa. This sounds like but it if was Latte, like one of the late night shows. Yeah, maybe. If Latte like, says he did, then he I did. I believe her. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up somewhere. Um, Kurt Russell. Mm, yeah. Yep. Yep. Christmas Chronicles. That. Yeah. That's uh, apparently doing really well for That's Netflix, so and good. I hear it's really good. Uh, so J Lo, big fan. Probably watch that on Christmas. Um, yeah. Oh, Ed Asner. Yeah, and Elf, Definitely. obviously, and oh, Tim oh. Allen for the Santa Claus, Santa Claus Two, yeah. and what was the Escape Clause? Was yeah. the third Clause. one or something like yeah. that? Yeah. So good picks, good yeah, picks. I'm betting we're gonna get a lot of duplicates. A this, lot. This week, a lot of, yeah. It's okay. I don't know. I, I went through a list and went some obscure movies. So <laughs> I did <laughs> a few. All right. So who's going next? Little Cam. Little Cam. Who's got two? All two of them. All two. Oh. All two. The thing is, top five favorites. <laughs> well, I was doing other stuff today and i may procrastinate when i make my top five i'm see, sorry i see all right 
But yeah, there's duplicates because I'm looking at Logan's list and he's got my two. So look at that. I think everybody's got your two. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with it anyway. That's fine. Tim <laughs> Allen and Tom Hanks. I Tim mean, Allen of course. And Tom Hanks. And Tom he, Hanks, of course. Polar Express. Express. Yes. You know, we play um, mostly all the characters in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. And Tim Allen, we I think we just discussed. Yeah. 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 I mean, he was a great Santa. He, he was. was. Tim awesome. Allen was a great Santa. Yeah. It's true. It's true. All right. All right. I got. Uh, J-Lo. J-Lo's next. J-Lo's next. J-Lo's yes, next. J-Lo. J-Lo's yeah. next. Yes. Uh, Paul Giamatti and yes. uh, Fred oh, Claus. Fred Claus. Yes. Yes. I had that on my list. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks, Polar Express, because, I mean, he's basically amazing. He's an amazing yeah. actor. Yeah. Um, Ed Asner, the elf, uh, previous guest on the show. Go back and listen to that episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Uh, that's available anywhere you get your podcast. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell. On the Christmas Chronicles, Netflix's new film. Yeah, yeah, I reviewed that on Fantastic Reviews. I would say that so that good. beard would be real because he has a lot of white beard. Yeah, there, yeah right? he does. Yeah. And Tim Allen. Tim Allen is by Tim far Allen. my favorite Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just mm-hmm. saying. Just saying. Strong yeah. words. Yeah. All right, I'm going next. We'll let Soundman pull it in. <laughs> Here we go. I too had Paul Giamatti from Fred Claus. Yeah. Because it's Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, uh, yeah, Paul yeah, Giamatti yeah. is great in everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys aren't familiar with Fred Claus, do yourself a favor, find it's it. It's really watch good. It. It's about <laughs> it's about Fred Claus is Santa's younger brother yeah. who's basically a, a washout has been having a tough time at life because he's been living in the shadow and trying to live up to Santa. Yeah. I mean, it's a great movie. Um, it, 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 do yourself a favor, go watch it. It's it's f- fantastic. Uh, John Goodman, mm. a lot of people. The Year Without a Santa Claus, yes, mm. the animated classic was redone as a yeah. live action movie. I don't know if a lot of people saw it, but I did. And I mean, come on, it's John Goodman. Before what year did that come out? Uh, just a couple of years ago, okay. not too long ago. Okay. No, yeah, all right, yeah, come on now. Uh, <laughs> I'll get to my old guy one in a minute, don't worry. But uh, it was John before he lost all the weight, and he, I mean, he was a oh, great yeah. Santa. I mean, yeah. come on. Ed Asner, obviously, like J-Lo said, former guest and just a brilliant guy. And he, I mean, come on, Santa yeah. and Elf was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, so good. Uh, I, too, um, Tim Allen. Yeah. You Tim can't Allen. have this list without Tim Allen. No. Yeah, he probably is, for all intents and purposes, at least in the last 20 years or so, Santa Claus. Yeah. I mean, he, I, I agree with you. And some people don't know he got arrested for uh Trav- yeah, snowblind. Yeah, yeah, snowblind. He was yeah. snowblinding a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. moving, yeah. moving cocaine. <laughs> uh, my favorite Santa, yeah. moving cocaine. But okay, anyway, way back. back. Yeah, way back. Not a Santa. Not, Not a Santa. Ready. No. Oh my god. Way before Home Improvement. Yeah, all that. People yeah. are all over us now. Like what? There you go again. No, um, <laughs> and then because I am, and I said this last week, my favorite all-time Christmas movie of all time, the original. Miracle on 34th Street with little Natalie yeah. Wood. Your She's favorite all-time of all-time? All-time of all-time Christmas movie, Miracle on... So I can't have that as my all-time favorite Christmas movie without having Edmund Gwynn mm. as my all-time favorite Santa. Would he be wow, offended if really? I said I hadn't seen either or? Either oh, one? my God. I guess I've seen the remake. I don't, that was original. don't see the remake yeah. and don't see the colorized version of the original. Oh, yeah, you got to see it in black the and original. white. Yeah. Natalie Wood is the most adorable thing ever. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but Edmund... He is Santa Claus. Watch yeah. the movie. He's the real He's Santa. the real Santa. He's the real Santa Claus. Damn. Okay. All right, Chris. He's like <laughs> shot my list because I had Lord Richard Attenborough oh, on my list. Oh, that's the remake. Damn. Yeah, Lord, that's the remake. Yeah, he's, that's the remake of Miracle on 34th So he shot him down. Well, I mean, he's no Edmund Munn, but he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's okay. He's Santa, though. You're I had uh, Billy okay. Bob Thornton. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad Santa. Santa. Bad Santa and best, Bad Santa, too. Best part about that whole movie, Lauren Graham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Lauren Graham. Um, two SNLs is uh, 
Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi. Mm. Oh, Dan nice. Aykroyd in Trading Places, and I think Jim Belushi in Jingle All the Way. Oh shit! Didn't even think of that. Yeah, sure enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's pretty funny. Jingle <laughs> All the Way. What? Such a crazy movie. Uh, Patton Oswalt. Mm, Patton Oswalt. And of course, Tom Hanks. Yes. Polar Tim Express. Allen. Tim, Tim Allen. Yes. Yeah. They're just so good. This is why Toy Story is so good. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah. I love even when it was in um, Home Improvement, he pulls up a Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. And it was just a kind of little funny moment there. Yeah, little, exactly. A little call for little, that. A little something, something. little something, something. But, was, yeah. What? What? Word of the day? <laughs> what? 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 Word of the day? Word of the day. Yeah. The day. I'm supposed to do something, right? Yeah, Word of the day? Right. That thing. That thing there. Joyance. Joyous. Joyance. Now. Joyance. A noun. It's okay. a noun. It's a noun. Person, place, or a thing. That's right. Don't mess me all up now. My phone's all goofing up and I can't read it. Um, a joyous feeling or festivity. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. It's a joyous feeling or festivity. Yeah. So I guess y'all went with because it's the time to be. I That's experience right. great joyance. joyance while I'm sipping wine. I knew he was gonna say wine and eating a, and eating a great steak. Oh my god! That's oh. that's pure joy. Especially it don't melts. Lie. It melts in your mouth like the butter you had just put Ooh, on top yeah. of it. But don't oh. lie. You like your you like your wine and Little Caesars too. Don't lie. And popcorn and, and popcorn. wine and popcorn and wine and pasta that's and like... wine and anything. It's true. <laughs> I also like a good margarita. Just drinks um, wine all the time. It's true. Yeah, it's true. I, I'm a wine we need fan. to get more stuff for margaritas. We need, you know, speaking well, of now that. especially since we got the new margarita glasses. Yeah, we need we need margarita for the margarita. Yeah, glasses. exactly. I just need to buy highball glasses. We'll bring in some whiskey. It's time for whiskey. Not we margarita. can do whiskey. We can do whiskey, whiskey too. Yeah, I mean, you know, hell yeah. You know, whatever you, know. you got. Yeah. All right. Box office. Oh man, let's do. A little recap. I did okay, okay for the first two. I predicted Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse would be number one, which it was. Heard a lot of recommendations. Yeah, out it's there really good. Fantastic. Yeah, I reviewed it on Fantastic Reviews episode six. Go listen to that and go see the movie. And go see the movie. I predicted around thirty to thirty-five million. It got thirty-five point four million. So damn. damn. Um, the Mule. Uh, got number two, which I predicted, and I predicted around 17 to 20 million, and it got 17.5 million. Now, here's where I went wrong. Um, <laughs> the Grinch, I did not predict to be number three, which it was. I predicted it to be number five, and it, I predicted around seven to 10 million. It got 11.8 million. Even, mm. even as it is, it's a Christmas movie. It's around Christmas yeah. time. I'm People just gonna, are going to give I'm, it a lot more. I'm than... just going to spoil this for everybody. It is not a Christmas movie. No, don't It go is see a political it. in your face <laughs> message movie. I, God bless It's Benedict more political than the front runner. Like, yeah, I mean, seriously. it is. It's more <laughs> political than the front runner. I mean, it, it's sad. It is sad. Don't go see it. Yeah, that, that's just our opinion. Yeah. But if you want to see the Grinch, rent Jim Carrey's version or rent the original version. Just stay away from. Just this think version. of how much torture Jim Carrey went through of like twelve and eighteen Taylor hours Momsen. of yeah. Of Taylor makeup. Momsen. Exactly. Go look at Taylor Momsen's social media today and look how cute she is and look at how great she is with Jim Carrey's Grinch. Watch that one. Exactly. Much better. Oh man. And Ralph breaks the internet. I didn't even predict to be on this list. So wrong. Uh, it got 9.3 million, and Immortal Engines got 
7.6 million, and I did not predict that. That was that probably Ralph. Is that, that everybody got a bad taste for the Grinch, so they took their kids to Ralph right? to bring their like, spirits back. I heard that one was pretty good. Well, I want to see that I, one. I'm yeah. really, because this week. This week, yeah, there's I, I, so the many man, big ones opening. This, this. Tent poles for days. Oh, my like gosh. Like Aquaman, Mary Poppins, Bumblebee, Welcome to Marwin, and Second Act. The last two I just mentioned, yeah, no one's going to go see those. No, no. No. Not even, I mean, nobody's going to, even J-Lo ain't going to bring it in. Oh. Not, not our J-Lo. No. The other J-Lo. Yeah, the other J-Lo. Yeah. The one that doesn't matter. That's oh, <laughs> Well, at least at the box office uh, yeah, this weekend. Yeah. Oh! Shit. Damn. Ouch. Uh, what did she ever do to you? Nothing. Mm. She didn't do anything. He, he simply meant at the box office. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to be good for her it's, at the box office. Such this a hater. It's not personal. It's strictly business. That's right. It's not going to be good yeah. at the box office. But yeah, uh, movies that are still out this week, though The Grinch, Instant Family, Widows, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Creed 2, Once Upon a Deadpool. Nobody's going to go see that one. Uh, the Mule and Spider Man into the mm-hmm. Spider Verse. Number one, I think it's going to be Aquaman hmm. uh, with around 70 to 75 million. Uh, it, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, I think good. recent estimates are pegging it over a hundred. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just so scared. He's in an he's in the I orange know. and green. I, but the I, orange green looks suit looks badass. It does. Bro. It's <laughs> armored up and it's got like spikes and shit. Yeah. Dustin, <laughs> I remember when you saw Green Lantern and you said he looked badass yeah. in that suit. Oh, yeah, but Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. Movie. It was yeah, a bad Ryan movie. Reynolds. Green oh Lantern. no! Yeah, it was back in. We were okay, in the studio. First of all, to be fair though, I hated the mask from the get go. Yeah. I said okay, that. You did say the <laughs> mask said was that. awful. The mask. I liked the kind of idea <laughs> of a breathing or living suit because it does come from the ring. Yeah. But the mask looked awful from the get go. Yeah. And then who knew the script was going to be so right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. But he did meet Blake Lively. They did yeah, get married. True. And the rest is history. The so rest it's not is all bad. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, that, that so anyway. Suit reminds me of that that suit, oh, the Aquaman yeah. suit oh. that mm. looks a lot of CG suit. I'm just worried about CG suits. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. But I still predict it to be number one. Uh, number two, I think it's going to be Mary Poppins. A lot of people are really interested to see how they did this. Like, it's supposed to be a continuation from the first story. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be like a sequel, right? Yeah, Mary Poppins Return. ABC yeah. is plugging yeah. it so much. Like yeah. Every three seconds and every time they well, have a ball. it is Disney. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I understand, but it's like they are really super yeah. plugging it. They are making specials going on around Thanksgiving yeah. and other stuff, trying to like just build up more and more right. hype momentum. So that oh, kind of worries me if you're building a lot of hype behind something. Yeah. And another one I'm interested to see how it does, uh, Bumblebee. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I felt like we just got a trailer for this probably about six months ago. Yeah. And then now it's about to be rushed out. I'm I, super mm. stoked for Bumblebee, though. Yeah. Apparently it's getting lots of love from the critics and fans who have seen it in, like, pressers and stuff. And it looks to be, like, the best of the bunch. Unfortunately, it's opening in a weekend where, like, everything is opening. Yeah. yeah. So. I saw yeah. John Cena on Kimmel last night. Mm. Yeah talking about We've it. Been earlier this week yeah. i mean you're podcast, competing bumblebee yeah. transformers type movies are action movies and you're going to be competing for that crowd who apparently are aquaman exactly I mean, so i don't I, I don't know i mean we'll see we'll see but it's supposed to be a good one though it's supposed to be yeah the best help. of the bunch is what they yeah, yeah that's what they're fix, saying c- fix some of the uh yeah some of the there. wrongs i mean original optimus prime yeah i'm going to see it just for that just for that to see the the original look of optimus hell prime. yeah like, oh yeah but i predict uh bumblebee would even be number four with around 20 to 25 number three i think it's going to be spider-man into the spider verse Mm because i mean it was so good 
Yeah, that's like, an excellent point. Let's not forget that's out there. Still. Yeah, it's I still mean, there. Geez, like, so I think that's going to go over the Bumblebee because, you know. <laughs> over yeah. the Bumblebee. Over the Bumblebee. And number four, I think it's going to be The Mule with around 10 to 15 million. That's a really good film. But, yeah, I really uh, want to see that. Yeah, yeah I, that, think, I recommend uh, it. I think you're you're looking good, at least according to our listeners and yeah. our followers. Yeah. You're looking good. Uh, I ran a poll, and so far... Uh, Aquaman, 81%. I asked yeah. what out of the four new movies they would be going to see this weekend. Aquaman, Bumblebee, Mary Poppins, or Welcome to Marvel. Mm-hmm. Aquaman, so far, 81%. <sighs> Number two is Mary Poppins with yeah. 11%. Number three, which I guess this is because of Aquaman. Number three is Welcome to Marwin with 6%. Mm. Number four, Bumblebee with 2%. Oh, wow. So yeah. I, th- I guess most of the people that There's would normally pick Bumblebee are picking Aquaman. Yeah. And I think that or they gonna... have such a bad taste on Michael Bay's Transformers. Uh, I mean, I, mean, I guess, know. but this is something. First of all, I love Haley Steinfeld. I yeah. think she's fantastic. And this movie, man, it's the original. Like, come on, it's Optimus Prime in his best. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't know. I'm going to go see all of them probably except for Welcome to Marwin. Yeah. It just looks weird to me. I mean, I love Steve. Carell, I want to see just... it, but I, I don't think I want to go to the theater. Yeah, it sounds like see yeah, that's it at home. Yeah, definitely. Redbox. Is like, this an Oscar one? Is this an Oscar baby? I think that's I why it's being released on this weekend against you think all so? these tent poles is yeah. because they're trying to get some Oscar consideration for Steve Carell, yeah. which he might get. It's one of those roles. Yeah. But if you haven't seen the trailer for it yet, it's like this really artsy, yeah. based on a true story about this guy who basically is very socially challenged, and so he kind of lives in this weird world. Yeah, of well, dolls. he gets beat up and yeah. stuff, I think so yeah. that's where he feels comfortable. Was, um, right, and so he feels oh, more yeah, comfortable. So. I'm not too sure. I think, yeah. but anyway, he, he feels more comfortable living out this reality, his As reality in this, in this dolls city, in yeah. this city that he created. And so the whole movie goes back and forth between real life and this doll yeah. world. It just looks really strange. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, we'll see. I mean, Aquaman, yeah. though, 81%. Aquaman. Yeah. Everybody going to see Aquaman. Hell yeah. Aquaman. Uh, so yeah, number one, Aquaman. Number two, Mary Poppins. Number three, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Number four, Bumblebee. And number five, I think will be Welcome to Marwin. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I'm feeling pretty good about it. No, I, th- I think you're right, though. I think, you know, one of those new movies isn't going to make the list because exactly. Spider-Verse yeah, is going to... It's going to stay up so there. so good. So good. Seriously. The combination between uh, computer animation and hand-drawn animation, it's, it's amazing. It is. Definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. All right. Now switching it over to music a little bit. The Billboard chart toppers. The Hot 100. Thank you, Next, for the fifth straight week. Ariana Grande. Man, I I just hope she's like past all this now. Like I'm I'm just tired of her complaining about her relationships. So I just hope all that is past it. And I mean Pete Davidson has been kind of making some shady stuff go on on social media recently and I just yeah. I'm ready for this whole situation to be over. Okay, first of all, I hope that Pete doesn't really have mental issues yeah. and that he's that he's because that's a serious issue and yeah. a serious problem that a lot of people deal with every day and it's nothing to be joked about yeah but dude i feel like if you're not for real you need to stop this okay yeah. because you make the post about how you don't want to be on this planet anymore and the outcry and support that came to you about we're here for yeah. you we love you from just everywhere strangers the congressman that he made fun of right. um, cookie taji yeah. p Hen- taraji p henson like just so many people flooded him with we love you we're here for you don't do anything crazy people went and checked on him literally Damn. physically went and checked on him and tried to call him ja 
John Cryer and yeah. stuff. Okay. And then he goes, he's going to go and after all that, make a post recently that said he just thinks the world is against him and none of his friends and family care about him or want him here. What the hell? Did you not see all of the shit or the yeah. pour out? So like, well, I feel, and, and when... forgive me if I'm wrong, but I feel like he's trying to grab attention. I think he's I trying know. to grab attention. I mean, that could be part of it. Like, he could have a big um, mental issue. I, I, I hope not. I having hope... paranoia and depression yeah. and maybe some Agreed. That's why I said if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong and he really is battling through, I hope that he can see people are there for him. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, you got to stop with this. You got to get yeah. help, man. Yeah. If you're really in that situation, people have offered help. Exactly. They've reached out to you. Well, I mean, get help. it's obvious. I mean, time and time again, it's not good to be in that mental state and be in the limelight. It's Take not. a break from it's the not. limelight and get like, I'm sure Lauren at SNL and everybody at SNL would understand. Yeah, like, absolutely. So I don't. Absol- I, I, I just feel uh, like you're detracting because if you keep doing this, you, it, it's like crying wolf. Exactly. You keep making these posts. And you keep making the, and all these people pour out and they want to help you and they want to help you and mm-hmm. you don't get the help yeah. and you don't take the help then you're gonna make that cry one too many times and exactly. people aren't gonna be there and that's gonna I mean exactly. I don't I just don't wish that on anybody yeah. I hope yeah. that he gets the help that he needs if it is for real and I, I just I, I want to see all this garbage stop yeah. like you said and just exactly for Ariana and his sake just yeah. move on get Seriously. some help Seriously. otherwise you, we're looking at Mac Miller again and we don't need that exactly we don't need that exactly. But uh, Billboard Top 200 Albums, um, XXX Tiktashi owns, uh, skins his new album that he, well, that his team just released and the profits and everything is going towards his label and his child that's on the way and his mother and everything. So it's cool that he's still having uh, music released. But uh, honorable mention, I wanted to say, A Star is Born that was in the top 10 last week inched its way back inched its way back up to the top five so that had a lot to do with the golden globe yeah definitely (laughs) like it was number nine last week and now it's number four so that that's a pretty significant jump so that's pretty awesome that's pretty awesome yeah so yeah yeah i think it's i think it's the front runner yeah i'm sorry i think shallows is gonna kill it yeah it's gonna take every best song it's gonna be awesome yeah yeah but anyway, guys, thank you for tuning along to the show, getting crazy with us. It's been freaking epic. Make sure to follow us on all social media handles, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, all the good places. Uh, Twitter, Crazy Ant Media. Instagram, Crazy Ant Media. Uh, <laughs> um, Facebook, the Crazy Ant Media. And we have a website, crazyantmedia.com. Uh, hashtag IT. I don't even know even like how to say it. Like the hashtag, I don't. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, I T C A F. Yes, podcast. Podcast. <laughs> hashtag that everywhere. Like and subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get your podcast, and give us some stars. Leave a comment because you know we like that good stuff because that's always fun. It's Positive. always fun. Yes, Positive. we love positivity, guys. That's Feel right. good. All about the positivity. Exactly, exactly. And, and $2.8 billion. And $2.8 billion. I mean, it's always about that. Yeah, who has yeah. that? Oprah! Oprah!